Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter and joining me as always, the returning Matt. Hey, what's up? And Connor's here too. Yeah, yeah I'm still here. This is episode 171 of this shambles and it's been like, I don't know, what, what, what was the first uh, episode with Doomsday Clock in it? Was that like, ish, like number like 60 or something like that? Because <laughs> it's, I mean, it's been a while. I feel like I should find out. I, I don't know why you're asking this, because if Connor's here, that means it didn't come out. That's true, that's true. Although we oh. were commenting last week that if Doomsday Clock had just not been pushed that one more week, Matt would have missed a, yeah. a, a, a show, you know, which would be weird. Do you know what weird. is funny? Uh, uh, Paige's parents last night went, oh, hey, we're, go- we're going to these people's 50th birthday tomorrow. Do you, do you guys want to come? And I was like, nope, nope, not going, not doing it. Doomsday Clock. <laughs> Doomsday Clock week. Just not doing it. Yeah, all, all I know is the older I get, the less I want to go to parties. Like that, so like. Oh yeah, I, I'd hit that by fifteen, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless it's for like one of my my nieces or nephews or whatever, and nah. you know, but but like someone else's birthday, I'm like, can we just get together and go to, go to dinner, or like, I don't know. Well, I found it. it was episode seventy nine. Seventy nine. <laughs> Fascinating. So almost a hundred episodes ago. Almost a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> That's because it was nearly two goddamn years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which means when we get the next, the final issue, it will have been over two two years worth of episodes. Yeah. Well. Uh, so anyway, so what's coming well, up on this uh, week's show? Uh, we got Doomsday Clock number eleven, obviously, as we're alluding to. Uh, we got Legion of Superheroes Millennium issue one. We got Deceased: A Good Day to Die issue one. We have Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy issue one. We have Justice League 31, Supergirl 33, and Lois Lane number three. Kind of a weird list for me because I feel like I expect Batman this week and there's no Batman. Yep. Um, yeah, it got pushed, didn't it? And there's a lot of like number ones, even though one of them's like just like a spin-off of like one of the minis that they're having. Um, but... Yeah, I went into my shop and be like, where's Batman? And he's like, why are you asking for Batman out of anybody? I was like, well, it's, it's the Batman week and you sometimes forget to do my file. Uh, he goes, yeah, I didn't come out this week. So, yeah. also that, DC that... sent me a sent me an email to celebrate Batman's 80th birthday, <laughs> and I feel attacked. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, I just want to point out the the reason it was pushed. It was because of a printing error. Uh, oh. uh, King was on Twitter explaining that it was. It was just that. So, so no big deal then. It's just a... no big so... deal. Yeah, printing error. It'll be out next week, and the the issue after should be you know, the week after that, and it's normal so... week. It shouldn't have a knock on effect. So did they have to remove the Magnum PI or add the Magnum PI? Because <laughs> have you guys seen that? Yes, I have. Yeah, I have not. Yeah. What is this Magnum PI? So there, there's a a panel with Selena and Bruce on the beach, and Bruce is in like this weird disguise where he's got like a full beard and a blue hat on. And he's meant to look like Magnum because it's supposed to look like a like a tiger's hat, but if you look behind him, there is a lounging like on his side in a pose of Tom Selleck, <laughs> you know, circa Magnum era. And someone found the the image that looks like Garrett's based it on. Mm. So well, not Garrett's. Um, Garrett shared it, but Clay Man based it on, not Garrett's. But yeah, I know um, Garrett's did the whole enhance thing. And when, when, when you go through the pictures, it enhances to the actual picture. So, that was pretty funny. Yeah, but I'm wondering if they, they... That was a printing error. There wasn't enough Magnum or maybe they had to put clothes on Magnum. I don't know. Yeah, so... 
Uh, so that's coming next week. And I think next week we actually end up in a quieter week then. So I guess it works out for the best. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking ahead right now and there's a, a lot of reprints, but out of the books that we read, yeah, uh, there's one new one. Um, yeah. and the we'll get the full list later, but it doesn't look too bad. Yeah. No. Uh, so no. Um, so as as we typically start here, we, we won't t- drag this on too long because we do have a doomsday clock to talk about, and that tends to last, you know, half a year. But um, how's everyone's? Make it last. That's all we get. Uh... <laughs> how has everyone's weeks been? Yeah, it's fine. I get doomsday clock, but uh, yeah, you know, it's not that I'm not excited for it anymore. But I never know when the next issue is coming, so it's kind of like. Yay! What's weird is yeah, like I, I I was still excited for it when I remembered it was coming, but like I'm so used to it not not being around that uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't hit me until like the day I was reading that. I went, oh yeah, Doomsday Clocks this week. That's right. <laughs> still didn't yeah. quite believe it, did you? <laughs> I've got a Doomsday Clock in my hand to be read. That, that this is surreal. What's happening here? Um, yeah, but it only happened one more time, so that's the thing. I tell you. I, I went to see It Chapter 2 yesterday and yep. t- I got both the second Joker trailer uh, uh, which, you know, doing the rounds, and I got the Birds of Prey teaser. And Ooh! Yeah, which, you know, Warner Bros. Center is only going to play in theatres, even though I already saw it leaked online uh, in yeah, proper quality. Uh, but, um, they, they, they didn't do much to remove that before I'd seen it, and I'd seen it like eight hours after you posted it, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Obviously, it's, it's it's designed to go with that chapter two. It's it's, yeah. it's it's got a whole joke about the the balloons and that you think it's a Pennywise thing, but it's Harley, and she's like, I, you know, I'm I'm effing over clowns and yada yada yada, quick cuts. Um, yeah, I've got to say, <laughs> like that movie may end up being fun. It may end, but whatever. But the two mm-hmm. things that stuck me about that trailer is one that it does not feel like Birds of Prey in any way, shape, or form. It's a Harley Quinn movie, and two, well, she's th- on the she's on the poster, Pete. You're not I, saying I, the full title title. <laughs> I don't think that tra- that trailer, barring the little bit at the start with the, you know the the joke, none yeah. of the rest of it felt like a Harley Quinn thing. No, movie. it did because that Harley Quinn joke. Because this is the other complaint is that it just feels like Deadpool, and I'm not that big in the Deadpool yeah. movies either. So I'm not I'm not thrilled about. It. And Here's none, the thing: none of the characters I... look like they're supposed to. Like that, you know, like Dana doesn't really look like Dana. Uh, Huntress doesn't really look like Huntress. Black Mask isn't wearing a goddamn mask. Everyone just looks yeah. like they're in street clothes. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting upset over a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> you get upset over a teaser, Pete. Let's yeah. give it. Let's wait. It's it's uh, probably origin it, story for Black Mask, so we'll get him donning the mask during it. Yeah. Um, I'm sick of this. No, I'm sick of this bullshit where they don't get the stupid outfits until the last ten minutes of the movie. We we go over this in the goddamn nineties. Oh my god. I don't know. I, I can't believe I'm saying this after what I've said about the Joker movie. But how about we? <laughs> How about we judge the movie after it's out, not before, based and, off of a teaser trailer? And, and you know what's I'm not judging the movie. I'm giving my feelings right now, just based on this teaser. It's how I feel uh, well, about I, it. I think Pete's overlooking the most important thing about the yeah. teaser. What? It reminded me that Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it, so it's yes. going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I like her too. I like a lot of the cast, to be fair. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's going for this edgy tone, the song they're using. The, the tone's just not what I want from a Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good song. Yeah. I'm not disputing the slick little teaser. I'm not disputing the quality of the song. I just it's trying to be cool, and I don't think Birds of Prey should be trying to be cool. It's not that type of property, Amy. Here's the thing, though. I feel I feel like I a uh, counterpoint and wrong, Um, and and B that after what we've had with with I don't want to lump Aquaman in there or Wonder Woman, but the Snyder stuff, let it be different enough. 
but not as different as Suicide Squad. Like, let's rein it in. But that's the thing. It, it feels like it's, con- it's continuing from Suicide Squad to me. If, I, don't I don't know. know. Ha- having, that... having Harley there. Yeah. No, the song, the way it was cut, it was it was giving me those vibes. And it'll maybe it'll that probably be much cut better. Nothing like a Suicide Squad trailer. Yeah, I'm not saying it was cut like a Suicide Squad trailer. I'm saying it gave <laughs> me the tone of the Suicide Squad movie with the, the song choice and the dark visuals and everything else. You know, you know what I blame more than anybody is is Guardians of the Galaxy. That that's sure. what I blame for these type of trailers. Everyone wants to to cut to music, yeah. and I feel like only only James Gunn's really that good at it. Um. So, but who knows? It feels it feels like a movie to me. Just and again, based on when this you know fifty second teaser trailer that just has no interest in like adhering to what the comic book is. It's it's just this uh, thing. I think I'm okay with that if it's a great movie. Yeah, because that that's how a lot of the Marvel movies are. Like, yeah, like it's called Civil War, but it has less in common with that actual storyline. Then it does being its own thing, you know. Yeah, you have Team sure. Cap, Team Iron Man, and they did the same with like look at the Spider Man movies. Those are kind of their own thing. They hit they hit the broad points, and that's what I like in a comic book movie. Hit the broad points. You don't have to exactly hit the storyline, you know. Um, I'm not just talking about the story. Know. I don't know what the storyline of this movie is yet. No, <laughs> I'm not talking about the storyline. I mean like, <laughs> if, if you were if you were picking a a Birds of Prey story to adapt into a movie, one of them doesn't pop up to me. You know, so no, as long as Huntress acts like Huntress, and and Dinah acts like Dinah, I think I'll be I'll be fine. Which I'm sure they will. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the director, and my computer's acting like an a hole. There we go. I'm, yeah, I haven't I'm, seen any of these movies. Yeah, I've never seen anything from the director. I, I don't know about. <laughs> so I can't. I was like, hey, maybe I'll get a, a read off of maybe <laughs> maybe she's done TV, and I could look. At, no, not not nothing. No, nothing. But the writer, let's see. Oh, oh, no, no. Oh, she wrote uh, Bumblebee. I did enjoy Bumblebee. That so. was all right. That was, that was yeah. amazing. But... What, what I think is important about Bumblebee here in context is people saw Bumblebee and went, hey, this feels like the Transformers that I like. Yeah. Oh, no, but she also did that movie with Rosario Dawson and Catherine Heigl. That looked real bad. I have no idea what movie this is. Me either. Yeah, it was called Unforgettable, and it was like a, a cheating husband, one of those type of movies. Like, prime for Netflix. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh. I don't know. I Anyways, just... I'm just glad that this got our things off of the Joker, because I'm already tired of hearing about it, and all the goodwill that first trailer has built is now gone. Um, so, I'm bring on Birds of it. I'm not going to lie. I'm just... It's uh, a lot like, of people, not a lot of people, people that I follow on Twitter that I respect their opinion when it comes to film from what they've said has now worried me even more just, it's become a, become a statement movie. You know just, what I mean? Yeah. No, like there's a lot of concern about Joker in that, that sense. And I think it's, do you know what bugs me about this is that I love the idea of this little CD movie, this little art house movie about yep. a man going insane. But here's the thing. Usually, when I watch movies like that normally, there are little art house movies that almost no one sees except as yeah. art house film nerds, right? But this right. is a movie that's going to be seen and talked about by millions of people, the mainstream, even though it's got those sensibilities. So it's got all this extra baggage on it that normally these movies yeah. don't have. They're just these little explorations on their own. But this is... And, I've, and I've, mm-hmm. I've had friends be like, why are you letting the public dictate your life? I'm like, I'm not, but... 
anytime something becomes too big, I want to run away from it. That's just that's just where <laughs> I am. So, yeah, but basically, he'd, he'd never admit it, but Matt's a hipster. Yeah. No, but, it's not a, that's not a hipster thing. It's I'm trying to think of a, a, a it's kind a, of the definition of hipster. No, because it's not that it's too big, but it's like now you either have to be like pro Joker or anti Joker. Like there's camps. I'm just like, can I just watch the movie and be left alone mm. and not have to be lumped in? Because was... now there's people like there's people I know that are like, oh, if you even go see Joker, then I'm like, guys, just it's it's a movie. <laughs> Can, uh... Matt, Matt uh, just just said everything gets too big or whatever away from it. I just want to say Matt Matt's early teen years was a very very trying. To every time he got an erection, he just was so confused. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> thanks for thinking that about me, Pete. Oh, it's too big. I didn't run. Um, you've been very generous there, isn't he? Yes. Yes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue. Why would I argue? Rel- relatively speaking, I mean, I'm not I'm... So... compared to what it was before. You didn't specify um, that. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't think I had to. I just, I just, uh, I wish they hadn't reviewed it so early. That's what I'm wishing. I'll just hold it to the vest. Your penis. Well, let's get these real weak. No. Yeah, it's Pete. You get puberty at an early age. You can only be called fire hose so much before you crack. That's from the past. Anyways, uh, yeah, Joker got reviewed early because it played at a festival. Yes. And yeah, so I just wish, you know, like, uh, and I'm tired, of, I'm tired of, D, like, so DC is like my primary, like, comic universe, and now I'm tired of nothing but uh, uh, controversy every time a new one comes yeah. out. Well, here's my feelings of the Joker movie, is that the, I, I, there's some very extreme opinions on it, and I can see why that worry is there. I can't necessarily say it's completely unfounded, but what I will no. say about it is that to me that the impression I'm getting from it and from the reactions of certain crowds is that it's going to feel to our generation here what Fight Club felt like back in like 2000-ish, um, where certain people are going to relate to it in a way that is unhealthy and are going to think it's the best thing ever and that's going to be infuriating to deal with. Yeah. If not dangerous, but certainly infuriating which is, just to listen to Which it. is why I stayed away from Fight Club till about 2007, 2008. So the, uh, the problem is... Oh, and Donnie Darko too, while I'm lumping these movies together. Okay. The, the, <laughs> no, I haven't seen no, that one. That's fine. The problem is, this is on those people. Those movies are good movies. And, uh, and uh, Donnie Darko like Donnie shit. Darko. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's a great shit. movie. It's absolutely it's shit. I just know there, there was a nerdcore rapper, MC Lars, who produced a shirt that said, Donnie Darko makes no goddamn sense. Uh, so <laughs> Makes plenty of sense. He sold, he sold a ton of those shirts. People are idiots. But, Ke- uh, Kelly wishes he was David Ledge. That's all I got from that movie. Is he wishes it was David Ledge? Yeah, it's he a good took movie. His first name, right? It's David Kelly, right? Is it not Richard Kelly? Oh, Richard. David, David Kelly's Kelly? the TV guy. Yeah, David Kelly's the TV guy. Me. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, first slip. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. I I've never seen a a Kelly movie. So the the point aside though is, it's it's unfair to to drag the movie itself down based on. A subset of people true, treating it the way they do. True, but I, f- I forget who shared this on Twitter. It was for someone from Comics Twitter it was like, "The Joker is one of the few villains I don't need to feel sympathy for." Yeah, right? now he's he works best when he's not a cipher. When you're like, like, like think of Heath Ledger's Joker, mm-hmm. right? You don't really feel sympathy for that guy, 
you're just like, what is he up to? Yes, he represents feel, things. He doesn't necessarily have a yeah, character in of himself. Right. And if you make him a character that people can relate to, and when we know that this is basically a prequel, right? this is his origin of what he becomes, and just just think about now you're feeling sympathetic for the guy behind the killing joke. You know? And I just... It gives me the heebie-jeebies. It was partly so. why I've always said that I don't want Joker to have an origin. Uh, yeah. Kind of thing. Even though Killing Joke does kind of give him one. Uh, yeah. That that said, the movie might be good. I just that last trailer came out and it made me. Do, do you know what the is? I I look at the trailer for the Joker and I go, I might like this in the same way that I like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer because there's grimy little sadistic, you know, look into this mind. And then to borrow from Star Wars, you know, it's like the the cave on Dagobah. You only bring in what you have with you, right? Like. Yeah. And I feel like that's the Joker movie. Like, if you're a properly adjusted person, I think probably, fine. You can probably just enjoy this movie as, yeah. hopefully, a good movie. I mean, But if you're not, um, I, yeah. Yeah, um, if, if you're not a, a well-adjusted person, this might make you worse. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but there's probably lots of media that does that. Well, maybe it could be that therapy that was like, hey, at least you're not this guy, and it makes you well, feel better. I, about I think something I want to make clear here is because I don't think any of us are under the impression or, or of the way of thinking that a violent piece of media makes violent people. No, None of us feel false. that way. But no. I, I think the concern here isn't that this is going to make anyone worse. The, pro, the, the concern with this Joker movie is that it's going to then become this symbol, this flag that's going to be waved by a certain group of people. Not that it's going right. to make people like that worse. Yeah. And then their actions. already. And I already deal with that on Twitter with another group of people around another DC Comics adaptation. And I just rather not do this again. <laughs> like, again, I am a DC guy. Um, I just want good movies. Uh, sorry to break yeah. it to you, Matt, but I think it's too late. I think it's happening whether you like it or it's not. It's happened before the movie even <laughs> out. The movie's not even out for a month. I know. <laughs> We're already it's, doing it's gonna it. Intensify. It's going to intensify. And this is the thing. Yeah. The movie might be great. I might walk out of that movie as like a 9 out of 10. We might feel great about the movie itself. Yeah. Like, this is this is a discussion yeah. based on the, the culture around it as of yeah, it is yeah, right like now. We, we have, I mean, maybe maybe it's a terrible movie when we come out. I mean, yeah, it may be terrible too. It may be garbage. We, we, we genuinely have no idea at this point. That's it. I'm, I'm surprised that we made it this far without, you know, you know Todd Phillips just, he's mainly known for comedies. Right? He did The Hangover in Old School and, uh, you know, Road Trip. But he also, his student project coming out of film school was a documentary about Gigi Allen. And people that don't know that, he Gigi Allen was a, a proto-hardcore punk, almost performance artist guy that would basically dare you to watch. He would do stuff like roll around on glass and, and throw feces at the audience. And Todd Phillips thought this guy was cool enough to do his student film documentary. So, to be fair, I think yeah. that is worthy of a documentary. Yeah, but it's called Hated, and it kind of deals with him as this, oh, he really wasn't that bad. If you really get to know him. Uh, yeah. That's that's a weird one where it's it's a debate. Again, yeah. being unfamiliar where it's a debate, is, is it, a, is it a, an onstage right. personality just for right. that, or is that actually the person themselves? Right. Which and I think I just, is I, interesting. Well, and I, and I see a lot of that idea in that second trailer, and... And like, why does it take him this long to do this movie? And why does it have to be the Joker? Why couldn't he do his own kind of taxi driver without an IP? All right, clearly you have something yeah, to yeah, say. I mean, ta taxi driver is another one where I think that's a great movie. That's a movie I'll stand up for. Yeah. But uh, it is taken the wrong way by a lot of people who right. don't really you, get the you, point of you, it. 
Pete, you don't relate to Travis Bickle, do you? I do not, no. Okay. No, that's you would have uh... said yes. I would have started laughing. <laughs> well, maybe in a small way, but I mean, not not in any sort of unhealthy. I mean, way. I, I relate to the fact that he wants to be a hero and save Jodie Foster. I get that. Sure. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's where it stops. It is, I think a lot of these examples that we are citing are down to misinterpretation. Like you know, like uh, Taxi Driver, Fight Club. I think those movies actually make it very clear what the point is and yeah. what you're supposed to take away. And then there are a subset of people who willfully ignore that. Well, the question yeah. is, though, when we see this movie, how clear does it make it? Like, is it too well, subtle? Exactly. Is, is, we... it, is it so subtle that, okay, we get it, but it's going to be easily misread? Or is it... Yeah, and, and it's hard to say because we haven't seen it yet. So we'll have to just... Because, uh, I mean, there's obviously some bait and satire to be had here about society yeah. completely ruining someone. But... This is someone who turns into one of the most awful people imaginable. And I, I like characters who are the most awful people imaginable, but I like them in a more force of nature kind of way. I like... You record with Connor multiple times a week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I like the shape in Halloween. I like the Joker in the Dark Knight. I like these forces that represent things. Um, but making them into more characters... In fact, see the Halloween remake 2007. F you, Rob Zombie. <laughs> like... What happens when you try to make them more sympathetic? It just doesn't work. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So. Anyways, I feel better that I could get this out there. <laughs> like, just I've been holding it in. I've tried to talk to some other friends about it and kind of hit a wall and whatnot, uh, philosophical differences and stuff. But I'm just glad, like, just talk it out with like-minded individuals. And I know it's not just me. So I started to feel like it was just me. Oh, sure, know? yeah. I Like, I mean... My hope for the movie is that it has something to say and it's this artistic kind of vision that, you know, one director has. Um, but the culture that's evolving around it is already starting to be frustrated. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, And those rumors about maybe this is the, you know, the, the, the back door to the patents in Batman. I hope that's not true because I want, I want, I don't want Joker popping up in, you know, in those movies. I want, I want a break from cinematic Joker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, if they're going to have Joker, I don't necessarily... I mean, I may have a different opinion when I see Joker, the movie, but yeah. um, I don't necessarily have a problem with it being the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. If, if you know, Because uh, the performance looks good. If nothing else, his performance looks like it's going to be... No, I know. I'm just yeah. I'm just talking about, like... I was looking forward to a Batman movie where there'd be six villains, but not one of them's Joker. You know? I don't know if I want six villains. Uh, unless they Neither handle do it, I. Unless they juggle it the right yeah. way, where it's like one main yeah. villain and just some cameos oh. or whatever. <laughs> they're just doing yeah. hush. Um, yeah. Well, no, actually, no. Anyways, the, the list of villains we got a few months ago made it sound like Batman Returns, which I am not happy about. Yeah. <laughs> Secure that shit. Secure that uh, shit. But I, I trust the director. Uh, Matt Reeves, still right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. that dude made Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, so he has all the confidence in the world of making a great and, movie. And from what I've heard him talk about it, he wants it to be a film noir, but that features Batman. And so if you're going to, you know, have this rotating cast of, like, they're not straight-up villains that he has to fight and beat, but they make appearances, cool, you know? Um, but I also don't want that tied into this uh, Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn. No. Like, so I just let what him stand be, alone. Uh, oh, I'm quite happy for the, you know, the, the DC extended universe as it is to not be an extended universe. Just, yes. Hey, let's have some standalone films that just happen to be damn good. Yeah, I mean... DC made their, their, their living off of compartmentalization throughout the, you know, multiverse, right? Yeah. So, love, love, love the movie stand. Like, uh, 
Anyways, DC. Mm. <laughs> so was a source of drama, isn't there? That, okay. that might be the most on-topic opening <laughs> round that we've had in months. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it helps that it's been in the news, like Pete yeah. you know, brought up. Yeah, the Birds of Prey teaser, which I, I got a kick out of. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to that movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I hope I get a seat. When I sit through that three-hour gauntlet, that is it, too. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother, Pete. You you're laughing at. You're going to see it later. I just, I like Pete. I couldn't see Pete, but I heard Pete. Because <laughs> the way that Skype moves the camera to who's talking. <laughs> so, I just, I heard that. Um, oh, dear. Um, yeah. I... Yeah, I, I did not enjoy it, Chapter 2. Uh, look for me and Tim's extended thoughts on that on Screams After Midnight on Monday. Uh, Tim's been very vocal about his feelings about it, too. So yes. much so that I had to message him to make sure like someone didn't hack him. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tim, when, when Tim has feelings about something, he's never this forward about them. Oh, yeah. Except for Hellboy when, and the boy. When I well, can... Basically, how's that ended, boy? Yeah, you know, it was... Uh... Tim's it's is his favorite book, right? So yeah, yes. and he liked the first movie. He didn't love the first movie, but he liked it a lot. And when I came out of this, I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna have to fight Tim so hard, you know, when we record. And <laughs> then, then I saw on Twitter, he's him him saying that he didn't like it. And I'm like, yes, yes. Oh, I thought is we it... were keeping that. I didn't. I didn't want to step on it. That's why I was talking around it. But I feel like anyone um, who cares about Tim's opinion being spoiled already follows him on Twitter. <laughs> true. Yeah. True. But yeah, he he made four posts about it, which is a lot for Tim. About mm-hmm. one that's not Castlevania or Hellboy or The Boy, so yeah. Uh, for some for some reason, I watched like two movies this week that were monsters like eating people or animals eating people. I watched Anaconda yeah. for some reason. Uh, Hell yeah, you did. Which Let's is talk a, about that. That's a terrible movie, but it is worth it just for John Voight's horrible yes. performance. He he spends that and whole Owen movie Wilson? just going. Like, and then he puts on this really awful accent. I don't even know what country he's supposed to be from. John Voight's put on this accent. Either, I don't know what he's... Either did he. <laughs> oh, man. Pete, have you seen Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid? No, I've never seen Anaconda oh. either. This was a... Oh, man. It is way better than Anaconda because it knows exactly what it is. And I think it has David oh, Hasselhoff. Don't oh. call me on that. It's been a while. Oh, oh. That, no, the only thing that can make that better is Gary Busey. Um, so... Yes. Uh, I also watched 47 Meters Down for some reason as well afterwards because it was just on Netflix. It was yeah. serviceably mediocre. Yeah. I liked it better when it was just an idea. Oh, a wild wife appears. That's right. She's on the cannon. <laughs> okay, no. So I, I remembered that wrong. It's it's not David Hasselhoff. Oh, I'm disappointing though. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. You should still watch it though. It's 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 slocky B-movie fun. Mm. Um yeah um mm. but yeah 47 meters down i got very disappointed in because i it, it was out of theater so quick um and then when i finally tracked it down on on netflix I, like not even it being on netflix could hold my attention mm. I was just like oh, so this is a movie i will give you a serious recommendation though uh mm-hmm. a movie called road games from 1981 uh starring jamie lee curtis and uh stacy keach i think his name is um it's set in australia and it's about a trucker, and I would describe it as rear window duel? meets duel. All right, road games. Really saw a little movie. 
Road, uh, one name, uh, one word or two words? I think it was one word on the poster, but I mean... Stupid fat fingers. But that was really good. I watched that last week. That was really nasty. Damn, it's not streaming for me. At least according to Just Watch. So, I'll have to see if it's somewhere else. Is it rentable somewhere, perhaps? Yeah, um, it was streaming for free anywhere, at least. So, anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, some DC news did happen actually. Some comic book news. <laughs> if we uh, if we want to get into that, uh, a couple of things. Bit. Yeah, just a couple of little things. Uh, Doomsday Clock Twelve. Um, despite the fact that it was not on the November solicits, Gary Frank is assuring the world that the target for it is November. I mean, assuring was a, a little bit strong there. He said, "I think it's late for November." <laughs> he could very well be wrong. No, he's assuring us, and if it does not hit in November, then he owes us a great debt. He for owes what, us nothing. He has what, given us Doomsday Clock. For what she will, for what she will pay, in in M and M's over the course of a ten-year period. Now, I do like the sound of ten years worth of M and M's. Gary Frank, you owe me M and M's, preferably crispy. What? Okay, what, what what's your go-to, Connor? Uh, my go-to. No, my go-to is the peanut ones. Although lately I've been uh, enjoying the the salted caramel ones, the chewy ones. Those are good. Those, yeah. I mix those with my popcorn. It's also yeah. why I weigh two hundred forty-five pounds. Same <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell. Yeah, you mix those with the with the popcorn, and they they're real good. Classic yeah. peanuts, pretty good too. But uh, yeah, I mean, regular's fine, peanuts fine, but crispy like they're really addictive to me. Like I can really munch on see, those. See, we can't find those as as easy as we used to the crispy kind because mm. i i don't like those they're like a kit kat with a candy uh candy covering almost yeah i yeah. i i, I like i tried the coconut ones once those were all right uh peanut okay. butter's good there's another one uh, we've had as limited lately there was the salted caramel which are the chewy ones and then i think they were yeah. called like crunchy caramel or something yeah Crunchy and they were caramel. like yeah they're like a honeycomb like you get on the inside of a, of a crunchy pea um and then, but with an extra layer of caramel uh, around the honeycomb and the chocolate. Oh lord! This candy cream. game, even from major <laughs> companies, is better than ours. Because mm. we we had different flavored peanut ones. Like they did like a Thai curry, so it was like spicy. And then they had English toffee. Now, hang on, hang on. I yeah. like Thai curry. Yeah. Plenty. I like lots of spicy foods. <laughs> but not in M and M's. What in my M and M's? Come on. Well, it's, it's, I, I feel like they're trying to get that peanut, you know, like kung pao. <clears throat> Chinese dish, but with with, and I don't, I'm I don't not that familiar with, with Thai food. I don't know if Thai food has a lot of peanuts in it, but um, uh, it does have nuts in it. There's a lot of Thai dishes with nuts yeah. in it. There nuts is. I've never eaten Thai food. No, but um, it's it's not the Thai food nuts that's the problem. It's the right. the Thai the food nuts and the chocolate. <laughs> yes. That's yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure what they did is they coated it. They're they're curry peanuts, and then they coated them with the chocolate. Like I'm sure there's not a lot of Thai. No, flavoring. even that doesn't sound that appealing. That said, my new favorite flavor of Pringles is chicken tikka masala flavor. So, I mean, having a ha, curry oh, with, I have not seen these yet. Curry with uh, potato chips. Now, that works. Not with chocolate, but with potato chips. Oh, well, no, but you it can works. get curry fries, right? Oh, sure. Of course. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure Chris, too, would, would be fine. Damn yeah. it, I want poutine. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Which time is she going over there today? I might have to get some poutine. Like, 
I know I shouldn't, but if we can wrap this up at a reasonable time, I might have to get yeah. a chippy and get some chips and curry sauce. Yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. That's, that's, see, this, this is the beauty of this show. We always record before uh, Matt has lunch and before me and Connor have dinner. And because yeah. of that, we're always starving by the end of it. So we're making yeah, the mistake I, here I, of talking about food. I prepped the yeah, we're, we're only just sandwich and, and two donuts for breakfast when I got down at the gym. So mm. I'm, I'm pretty good. But when the wife leaves to go to her volunteer orientation i think i'm hitting up the poutine place <laughs> yeah buddy when there's no witnesses around yes yeah. no wife to catch me doing anything um no i uh i i mean i don't go to the gym but i did sneak in a walk today i don't usually get one on saturday so i was i was i was happy to do so um because yeah. i have lost a ton of weight all, all my shorts are starting to fall down uh annoyingly. Oh, good. yeah it's, uh, that's the way i am with my shorts is I wear a lot of uh, around the house a lot of those uh, uh, drawstring shorts, mm, yeah. and I have to keep untying them and retying them. So it's good to know that the gym and the less sugar diet seems to be working. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I know I do really want some like you know either M and M's or yeah. something like M and M's. Well, you, a ton about them. if you're dieting through the week, you should have have a cheat day. You know, oh, I do. Right. I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll, I'll occasionally get a bag of Skittles or something there or order some takeout. I mean, it's not like a. I, I all, all I really did was just give up cheese blanket and. Uh... What the hell's cheese blanket? No cheese, uh, uh, like blanket oh. across my diet. I gave up cheese. Peter, I think I had your problem. <laughs> I was eating a blanket of cheese <laughs> every day. Cheese. You can't put a blanket of cheese on every meal. But... <laughs> <laughs> I gave up cheese and I gave up burgers, which and because I gave up cheese, yeah. I also gave up pizza. So that's been my main right. dietary changes. Well, and that's you have all those extra carbs in the pizza too, yeah, because of the bread and, and whatnot. Yeah, and pizza it's... was an easy thing to have like three times a week just because it was easy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, the other bit of DC. Yeah, all about DC news because uh, it was one other one. Uh, so DC have pulled November thirteenth, Superman seventeen from uh, the Year of the Villain crossover event. I've informed retailers that they will be replacing the planned uh, acetate cover with a new art by Ivan Reese and Joe uh, Prado uh, without the event's trade dress. So the new cover's not been released. Uh, this is reeking very similar to the previous change that happened yep. that had the last issue be delayed. Um, yep. This no, has got a whole new solicit as well. Whole, yeah, a mm -hmm. whole new solicit. Um, so again, who knows what's happening here or why. Uh is there any speculation as to why? It just feels like some editorial shuffling yeah. at this point. Because oh, this Matt, is quite Matt, far Matt, out Mike. still. <laughs> no, that, that's Connor. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay, Connor, Mike, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great, the Connor's doing that too. That's just excellent. But no, I... To uh, what Connor was starting, though, I, I definitely feel like they thought they could wedge whatever Bendis is doing to Year of the Villain, and it just... Not that it's too big, but there's no actual tie-ins, mm. so don't don't sell a false bill of goods. Just you know, take that whole idea away. Um, and and it, I'm enjoying everything going on. So, whatever the changes. Yeah, know. and it's worth mentioning it's not moved date. It's still scheduled for no. uh, yeah, November Yeah, this is 13th. quite far out as a move, so it's probably not a huge thing. I mean, it, it's it it's not huge in the sense that they're probably doing a whole different issue to what they were because uh, that's why they've, you know, they've changed the whole solicit text but it's so far out that th this you know isn't that unusual yeah I, I guess um, I actually kind of like the idea of them saying hey we don't have to tie in things if they don't naturally tie in we can just yeah leave them separate 
but that's Marvel. Yeah. Take, take, I, I know, uh, take a lesson. Fifteen and sixteen are still technically part of it, so it's just seventeen that's not anymore. Yeah. Well, no, and the last one wasn't either. They took the. Yeah, uh, so they got rid of that one. So they took because yeah. that was the whole you know debacle over that one. Right. But fifteen yeah, yeah. and sixteen are part of it, and then seventeen was, but isn't anymore. Mm. Yeah, I will say, I will say, I mean, even though there's been one or two fun takes on it, for the most part, yeah. the entire tie-in of You're the Villain has been completely worthless and could have just been completely ignored, uh, you know, and never done. Yeah. So I did nothing. There was, a, there was a, a shockingly nice use of it this week uh, in one of the books. Sure. Uh, that I, that, you know, which surprised me because I didn't think it was going to bother. And I was like, oh, okay. But they, they could have just not done all this, and uh, we would have almost felt no difference. We would, the only difference would be is we wouldn't be complaining about the last two pages on a number of books being eaten up. This could have been confined or, almost entirely to just Justice League, and yep. that would have been fine. It would have been fine. Yeah. Enough. I definitely feel like they were going to try to do something with Lois, but now it just seems like uh, maybe they're getting away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole temptation and, and making you think, you know, yeah. uh, who, who knows? Well then, without further ado, uh, we should get on to books. But before we do get on to books, I will take this moment here to tell you about patreon.com slash mailfuzztv, uh, where you can support us. Uh, if you want to do that, you can do that every month. You can support us for as little as $1 per month. You get access to comics for the Multiverse Extra, which is me and Cara doing uh, single issues of a comic book series. Uh, but uh, mostly it's just to support us and keep all the content coming. Um, and if you, know, you go up to the higher tiers, you get your name at the end of the videos and things like that. Uh, so go and have a look at patreon.com slash TV. And why is it here, not the end of the show? Because a lot of you turn off the show before it gets to the plugging part. So I'm sneaking yeah. it in before Doomsday Clock, you bastards. Keep keep them on the toes. <laughs> so, yeah, Doomsday Clock, number 11, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank. It's been 74 years. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. I guess my t- Titanic's on the brain because we and Cara watched the I Need to Remember for Influx this week. So mm, uh, so even though that wasn't the Titanic movie you watched, that movie is still fresh in my brain from talking about it. Mm. Uh, mm. So, yes, this is very much the penultimate issue. Uh, the whole issue feels like it's just about building up to the, the meeting yes, yep. with Manhattan. The, 90% of this issue is, here's the plot so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt like a recap, but also a pre-cap. That's my main problem with this issue. It's the most obviously disappointing <clears throat> issue. Not that it's bad. Yeah. Because it's not bad. It's that this is the first time where after the wait of however long it's been since the last issue that I didn't feel like, oh, that was so worth it. Yeah, because all, all of them up until this point have all been very fulfilling on their own. This one, like you say, is not bad. And if anything, I would say that having some, some sort of recap right now is probably a good idea right before the last issue when... It, you know, there has been these big delays, but it is disappointing from the perspective of waiting all this time for a new issue and just being like, oh, it's just kind of recapping the events yeah. so far. and it's not like there's nothing new in there. There is, but most of it is is kind of setting the stage for the for the last issue. And it's not as focused yeah. as a result as well. It's jumping around a lot. Uh, so it's, it's just yeah. less of a coherent... Like, you know, like, I mean, obviously I can call it the recap issue, but I feel like with most of the other ones, I say, oh, issue... Uh, you know, because the, the last one was very much the, you know, the metaverse introduction and all the Superman history. That was that issue, you know. And then there's other issues that are this and that. And you know, the, the, you know the, they mostly have things that I can say. That's what that issue is. It's it's funny that it's been that long since the last issue. You know, in mm. in comics terms, that 
going, oh, that was the introduction of the metaverse, whereas now that's that already feels like, oh, yeah, that's just a solid concept now <laughs> that I'm already used to. It's been yeah. around years. Which is a testament, testament just how good the idea is. That it, it, all it needed was that one issue. Yeah. And... But yeah, but there's already been other books using it as an idea. You know, in like yeah. Justice League, for example, that's it's well, it's kind of just baked in there now. It's like yeah, yeah, that's so the thing. Do we think that that John's you know, like took advantage of some of these delays and kind of changed the story as it's going? Because I feel now like if this were to come out, you know, as it was supposed to, with only a couple delays. It had already been over for a while now. And I feel like with what's going on at DC right now, I feel like this lined up much better than it would have if it would have come out earlier. I mean, that goes back to something that I think whenever we last talked about the the delays is, is this, you know, were were the delays caused by them going, no, we need to change. So then, you know, Mm -hmm. we had to redo the issue and change plans. Or was it just... Okay, you know, th- the the delays have caused this knock-on effect that other things are just, you know, you know, we talk about, you know, in Justice League them reintroducing the 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 JSA. Yeah. Was that a okay? It's taken too long for Doomsday Clock to do it. We're just going to do it, or is it a case of editorial made this decision yeah. and they changed the plans, and then Doomsday Clock had to be changed to fit that? Yeah. So so now I don't know with what incepted what because I feel like now the end game like going going into Doomsday Clock, I thought the end game was we're bringing back the Justice Society, we're bringing back the Legion, we're going to fix time into the timeline that we've always known DC to have. Um, and now I feel like it can still do that, but the you know issue 12 is not going to be, hey, everything's right. There's still things to be done, and and that's where Justice League comes in. That's where Bendis' well, Superman comes in. Yeah, well, it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird question of like because they always said that Doomsday Clock was set a year later, and by the time we get to the end, everything else we catch up. But it's obviously taken so long to get there that that's, my question, yeah. my, my question is now is okay, exactly where is Doomsday Clock set? Because let's say that it still kind of lines up with what Justice League's doing. Because Snyder was saying this week in an interview that it is going to like line up with Doomsday Clock, that it's not going to be yeah. contradicting it, it. They don't negate each other. Whereas right. just, you know, Doomsday Clock is what happened. And, you know, okay, maybe it'll change some things to fix, but it, that doesn't under, undermine uh, anything that's going on in Justice League with them yeah. not knowing the past. Because uh, you know, here's yeah, the thing, if this sort of come out, Back when it was supposed to, and it, it breaks the way it is, then then the event at the end with Saturn Girl, right? And and we don't know how that ends. Clearly, we would have because of issue twelve, and then we would have had to wait how long until Bendis reintroduces the mm. the the Legion, probably in, in this probably last issue of Superman, six to eight months, right? And now, so I feel like yeah, that would have been cool because it would have you know been the story point, but now it's almost serendipitous that like. In the same month that this came out, we got the Legion return in the JSA. I have to admit, you know? I am disappointed because I feel like had this came out long before we knew, you know, Bendis was doing a Legion book and everything else. Mm-hmm. Saturn Girl saying "Long live it" and then dusting a whale at the end of Infinity War before yeah. she can finish the sentence would have been so good to make fun of with Matt. I am, it I yeah. am disappointed that I couldn't rub that in his face. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe that's why I feel like I dodged a bullet there. So, you know? here's the question: Do moments like that for you guys? Do they? Do you feel they lose impact knowing that? No. Oh, they're actually back already, so it doesn't really matter. No. Or is the I'm... storytelling good enough that it mattered anyway? Yeah. In, in this case, I, it's good enough. 
I could see it being problematic with a, a writer that, you know, I'm not, or even a story that I'm not 100% into, you know? Yeah. But with this one, with what her disappearing means, it's still a holy shit moment for me. Because just even in the story, not what it means for the greater universe, you know, because this version of Imra might be gone forever because it does, she doesn't resemble the one that we got in Superman. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. maybe Manhattan did completely change something now. And, like, this Legion comes together completely differently than, well, than hers did. What I think is notable in this scene that we're discussing is the ring doesn't vanish. She does. Right. You know, going right. on. Because, uh, you know, uh, Vite tells, you know, you're no longer part of this timeline. Mm-hmm. And she, and that's when, you know, the realization is when she vanishes. But right. the Legion ring exists. So the Legion is still part of the timeline. Just right. not her specifically. Or, as Matt might have got out of there, not this version of her. Right. Yeah, uh, before so, we, before you start so, talking about that too much though, this because we definitely go this through this book kind of in order. Although I do think we're going to fly, th- I think we're going to fly through this fairly quickly because I don't think there's a whole lot to yeah. talk about necessarily with everything there. Batman basically stops the U.S. from launching nukes. He just shows up and beats up soldiers <laughs> so they won't launch attacks. Pretty much, which kind of made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. Um, Alfred reads the Rorschach journal and kind of starts to sympathize a bit more uh, with with the new Rorschach and uh, with yeah. Reggie. So- There's a, a great panel when we, when we get into the, the looters on the street, you know, uh, you hear one of them say, oh, I see free stuff. And then, you know, you could, you know, there's the note, you know, you see what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, one of those great panels in, in these books that uh, have been consistent throughout. Yeah, it, it ties into yeah. kind of Alfred and, you know, he sees what he wants to see in Rorschach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing too. Remind me with, with his origin, his parents died in the, Alien attack, right? Yeah, yeah. nuked. Uh, yeah, okay. well, yeah. I mean, the the effect of nuking, yes, of New York. Right, right, right. right. Okay. Um. Because then, because something else happened. The, the dream that he has. Mm. I was just that was not that it confused me, but because of the the, the delays in this book, I forgot. <clears throat> you know what was what was canon. So yeah, uh, yeah. chaos is, is is you know all over the place. We have um, Trump giving a speech. Yeah, tr- Trump's sound like an idiot as per usual. Uh, the, <laughs> yep. the, the, the bigger they are, the bigger they fall. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, as it puts. You know, oh, harder, you know, Mr. President. St- stood up to Kandak's evil leader and his very bad metahumans. You, you uh-huh. can hear him saying it, can't you? Yeah. 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 I feel like he would also script the word metahumans, though, if, if we're being yeah. really honest. And then he'd take a Sharpie and correct it. <laughs> the, the, o- the only way <laughs> I'm a letting that slide in this instance is that in this world meta humans is such a normal thing sure sure so he, he, he you know it's not like our exact version of trump would struggle with, you know he, ours probably would because be like, what, what's that this version i i think give i'll give the benefit of the doubt that much at least mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you know lois is still with lex and that you know he's trying to assure you know what's going on and that leads to leads to a plot um, and of course, we do eventually cut back. You know, the title page is Superman waking up because we saw him, you know, lying yep. at the end of last issue. But this is him like starting to actually properly wake up. Um, and I kind of knew actually as soon as I got to that page and I saw him sort of dragging himself off the, off the uh, the sort of hospital bed, I said to myself, "We're not going to get the confrontation this issue. It's going to end with him getting no. there. Like it's yeah. just going to be the yeah. journey to that point." Um, mm-hmm. So, 
uh, which I mean held the rest of the issue because like my any disappointment I had was here at this moment because I knew that's what it was going to do as soon as I yeah, had this and, and again it's it's disappointment in the sense of oh you wanted just a, a bigger chunk but it's it's so it's still so well told yeah yeah well and this is where I think that you know normally with John's he has that seven issues and that sixth issue really is the the one where the the big climax happens. And then everything else is is fallout in that seventh issue, uh, and so we've been conditioned. You know, I thought maybe that would happen here. So you think, oh, eleven's didn't. the big one. Yeah, right. And then we'll we'll see where everything goes. But I I feel like now, with the way DC's gone, what's been happening in the other books, that's really the you know the fallout uh, of what's going to happen in twelve. Yeah. So, yeah. But um. <laughs> Seeing the Planet Krypton restaurant, I thought uh, that's definitely Metaverse at play here. Oh, sure. We've never seen that in, in anything but Kingdom Come. Yeah, I, uh, I'd eat a Planet Krypton restaurant. You know I would. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, I do like the uh, the little touch of having the, the weather channel, like say uh, there's, yeah. li- there's lightning coming over, over Johnny, over Johnny Thunder. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And his cell. Oh, that was a nice little touch. Uh, and as you know, it's jumping around all over the place here. Like, you know, there's, there's not as much of a, a, a strict through line in this issue. Uh, but you got Azimandis and his plans coming together. And a, a lot of this issue is also him kind of, you know, basically just like gloating that his plan is is actually like it's you know everything's going according to his plan. Well, like, so what you're saying is it feels like right before the end of Watchmen. It does. It yeah. really does. I mean, yeah. He, well. He doesn't admit that he changed his plan. You know, there was a plan to a point and then things changed when he learned about Superman it's, and that. But It's basically the same plan, though. Right? He's trying to force people together by making them fight to realize fighting's stupid. And, you know, that hasn't blown up on him before. So I'm going to try it on this new place. And, uh, you know. Yeah, kind of. Right? I mean, or was that just me? You know, from my... You know, I read Watchmen so long ago. It's, it hasn't really... I mean, me and Pete did reread Watchmen right before this started. Right, two years ago. Patreon, but that was two years ago, yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, you still have more years on me. It's been longer than that. But I I mean, I just feel like this is his same exact plan and he has learned nothing thus far. It's a similar plan. I don't plan. think you're wrong. Like yeah. the, the I shouldn't say same exact. The, right. the particulars have changed, but the broad strokes yeah. are the same. You know, the purpose. Right. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, this uh, is the thing, though, is comics readers were expecting all the heroes to come back. And, of course, they have to, because it's not like... Because you know, almost every hero died on Mars, essentially. Yeah. Or so they think, yeah. They're effectively right. all gone. So there's no way we're ending Doomsday Clock without them all coming back. Um, does that play into Ozymandias' plan? Does he know that they can come back? Uh, right. You know, is there more to it? Uh, but is the I mean, but that's the, here's the thing though: is his plan here? Like, this is the one key difference I think in his plan potentially. If I'm right, and what I'm saying here is that his plan in Watchmen was to sort of scare the people of the world into banding together. I think the plan in this is to scare Doctor Manhattan into being a good person again. Like, I, I think you know, it's like it's to make well, him care. Yeah, you say good person. I think you just mean person. Okay, person. Because he's he's so removed from it but all. The, it's it's to to scare him into activity. Yeah, versus but the, the point just, I'm making the point, the point I'm making though is that it's not about the population. It's not about convincing the world. It's about convincing him, um, right. as opposed yeah. to everyone. Because he because he removed him from that equation, 
in the last one and look what happened. Mm. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. it all fell it all fell to pieces. Um, so yeah, Lex shows this photo, the photo of uh, of John, um, you know, the, the photo from Watchmen that we've almost seen a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, this this you know, we found this was found in 1938. You know, it's because you know ties back into the last issue and you know, when Superman first appeared, yada yada yada. Um, and he talks about how he was actually kind of spying on the flashes during Rebirth and you know a few other little things. Uh, but he finds another photograph, and then we get the the room where he's got dozens and dozens and dozens of the exact same photograph, and theorizes that something is creating them. The idea that John, because we know John can create matter, can create create mm-hmm. and destroy. So the idea that wherever John goes, he is actually kind of unconsciously almost creating this photograph. It's almost like the the single fragment of his humanity that's still there, right? That's that's yeah. creating this in his wake. Um. So that's going to end up being very important to to like you know bringing them back to some humanity. It could and I mean, there's more on this in the back matter as well. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at right now. Yeah, because uh, I think I just I'm just going to get to it here, and it's quite yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, the back matter is um, it's okay. Here is you know x amount of examples of this this photo and where they were recovered, and it's got a lot of detail on on all of them. You know, one of them. Um, Wesley Dodds had, I think, uh, I believe. Yep. Uh, you know, things like that. that. Oh, this is interesting. And then you turn the page and the, the final item is a different photo. It's, you know, it, instead of all of the same one. And it's that classic Flash, you know, Flash of Two Worlds cover mm-hmm. um, with with, uh, with Jay. And it's, oh, okay. That's that's interesting because that's kind of just throwing a wrench in, in all of that there. Yeah. Well, to me, what that says is that that comes from a different source, in a way. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. It says to me that there's a... Whether it's, it's Jay or Wally or whoever, but someone's been close well, to Manhattan and this photo's been created from their memory yeah, or their... Yeah, but this was... So, this to was... me, that that's a thing that's... Uh, that's an example that's free from Manhattan's influence. Because you look at these other ones and they're all very much of the metaverse. Because you start looking at item... Uh, six that was found in the cemetery in Smallville, Kansas, in '56. <clears throat> so that that tells me that's that's Silver Age Superman, right? Yeah. And then the one after that, it was the same photo found in a field in Smallville, Kansas, in '86. Well, you know that's that's the Man of Steel series. Yeah, that's post crisis. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's post crisis. What's, what's interesting about item twelve, the the flash picture, mm-hmm. is it says it was found at the site of discovery of the the first picture. Um, right. so okay uh, there is all these items there okay so it's not just Manhattan so I don't think Manhattan maybe is even the one creating them necessarily maybe it is a metaverse thing um, yeah uh, you know and so it's the JSA have them as well you know all these other things that have been lost and, and have changed through time so where was where did he say that the first one was found uh, it was Carver to... Coleman's 1938 yeah. yeah it came from 1938 yeah, uh, apartment. Right? So that's that's when he, this all started. That's yeah. when he he found Carver or uh, Manhattan, found Carver on the film set and and all of that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think it's I, I think the focus is still on Manhattan. The fact that they're all his photo, they're all uh, barring one, 
and there's only right. one that, that's been found that's not of his like it says that he is more important it says that he is more connected to whatever's causing this it is i just i think it's important to note that there's another one i think that that's an interesting little reveal at the end to tell us it's not just mm-hmm. about manhattan this it's not only him it, i mean right. it, it could be about him but the idea that the reason why those other photos uh, now appearing is that um his influence it's still kind of like going funneling through him in a weird way but it's not coming from his core experience or his core life yeah, or personality be. um it, it could tell me that it's, it's a a third party that's not a person even it's just like the speed force or something making yeah that's uh, why, why i was throwing out maybe it's the metaverse doing it um yeah yeah maybe yeah i, I don't know if i'd specifically say it's the metaverse is specifically but yeah, yeah that's why I just, I just said maybe yeah the, the idea that some force uh of some kind is well is cr- it, it goes in it goes into what pete was saying earlier because i just reread the the lowest scene where she she sees all the pictures right hanging and there, there's it looks like there's way more than 12 there right yeah um to be fair i said i, I for- said dozens and dozens not one dozen <laughs> yeah i know but <laughs> no I, we're basing it off of the 12 at the end is oh sure right Right. So like, I think it goes into what Pete was saying about finding his humanity in, in Dr. Manhattan because Lois is like, what? So you're saying that these photos are traveling through time? And Lex is like, well, not these photos, but someone's leaving them a, like, a, like a breadcrumb, right? And she asks, why would someone do that? And Lex is like, I don't think they're aware of it. So maybe this is John, not Dr. Manhattan. You know, the real person, humanity yeah. poking and, through. Yeah, and, and maybe in defense of that, you know, the next scene as we cut to, we, we're still we're on the photo, and then Manhattan's narration comes in, and we yeah. see him, and okay, there's another photo behind him. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that that being unaware of is what makes me think it's him himself, because if that lane wasn't there, I might theorize that this is actually someone like Night Owl who's leaving a trail for people to like right. solve the yeah. problem. But because because he specifically pokes at the idea that no whoever's doing this may not be aware of it, that makes me think it is Manhattan himself. Um, I agree. So, yeah, uh, I mean, so there is some interesting stuff in this issue. It's like there's no interesting new stuff to to, yeah. to talk about. Um, so a bunch of armed forces come for Superman. They want to arrest them, uh, and of course he you know he, he tries to talk them out of it and flies off, um, and. Man, this is looking very intimidating. Uh, because, you know, because uh, Saturn Girl's very... Like, Superman's going to stop you. And he's like, ah, oh, he doesn't even know I exist. Um, and, and then he's like, oh, I'm counting on him surviving whatever comes. Like, you know... He, yes, uh, because that's never backfired for you before, has it? <laughs> oh, yep. actually really Interesting as well, that's when the movie ends. Uh, the Carver Coleman movie on the TV. So yeah. The panel right before that. It, it's not who wins or loses. It's how you played the game. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then Alfred's making pancakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, now that takes me back. Remember those promotional material pancakes that they Yeah, they were playing the long game with that one. Um, and yeah. then we have a scene. Uh, Reggie's sleeping on the street and he's having a, a nightmare. He sees his father, and then it's, it's very Terminator Two. He sees you know fire and brimstone, and right. uh, but then um, oh god, what was the the name of the the guy in the the hospital with him? Well, yeah, it was the moth guy. Yeah, the moth guy. I was trying to remember his name, yeah, but he, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he he appears uh, in the dream, 
Um, and so again, sort of says you see what you want to see. And of course, the more the flames engulf him, the more he looks like an ink blot. The more he looks like a, a Rorschach test. Rorschach, yeah. Yeah. So no, really cool. And then of course it turns, and it's just as Rorschach's grabbing him, which I think obviously I think it's implied that this is Kovacs. You know, in his dream, Kovacs right. is the the Rorschach grabbing him. But then of course that's when Alfred wakes him up, and he's not very appreciative of the of the pancakes. He throws the pancakes away. Poor Alfred. Yep. Put all that effort in. Fresh pancakes. Really did. Fresh pancakes. Yep. Uh, maybe marionette are causing chaos on the streets. Chopping off hands. Yeah. Comedians yep. even there, handcuffed, but still landing on people, as yep. you do. That's the whole thing. Um, and we get our first kind of real tease as to who uh, their kid is. Because obviously when you knew yep. the kid's still alive, that was a reveal from earlier. Yeah. Um, and it's someone... Let me just read the actual thing. Uh, so this boy, this boy would be adopted by a couple and he would bring incredible joy to a woman who had been very important to John at one time in his life. And then, of course, the name that's mentioned here is Good Morning, Mrs. Hollis. Yeah. I'm looking this up. Isn't that the first night owl? It sounds, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Right. So. Yes. Hold on. So I, uh, I, no. I, um, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the Sam and Sandra Hollis is the identities that uh, Night Owl and, and Silk Spectre take at the end of Watchmen. Uh, so it's it's Silk Spectre and yeah. yeah. So, right, so Hollis is the first name of the original Night Owl. So that's where they of Hollis come. Mason. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. So. So basically, that's just who they adopt when they're growing middle-aged together uh, and retired from superhero work. They they actually adopt this kid. So um, this is a very intriguing way to tie a night owl to this, actually. Yeah. Just yeah. In, a, in a very sort of small way. It's just like, you know, it's not making him a big deal or anything like that. Um, yeah. This is the sort of thing, if this, if this, I mean, even if it came out once per month from the start, it's still been 11th month since we'd read the book. So I, I don't know if I'd remember... That this, exact name. That exact no, detail, even in 11 months. But maybe it would have, been, maybe it would have worked better <laughs> instead of two years. But regardless, um, uh, it's a neat little touch uh, that, you know, this kid presumably is going to be a good person because of who's raising him. And then the ne- very next panel is just the face of uh, of Marionette just looking completely psychotic and demented. Um, very cold. Very cold. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, so as a man, this kind of just explains his plan, uh, how he was manipulating uh, Maimon Marinette and manipulating uh, Reggie, and how he then changed his plans completely when he got here. So, you know, does this, you know, not quite a full page spread, but it's like the top two thirds of the page. Two thirds panel, yeah. which is gorgeous. Uh, of, you know, just the, you know, most of the main heroes in the world. Um, it's like, oh shit, this is. Yeah. Um, you and, know, and, and worth noting, he uses the best Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> Like all of my favorite characters minus Superman are there. Well, I think yeah, Su- I think Su- a very notable omission. Yeah, I think Superman's right. making a point. It's making a point and saying, yeah. you know, uh, I think it makes going that. Uh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, oh man, when was the last time we saw that Nightwing costume in a comic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have Wally West there. That's the Wally West costume. Yeah. Uh, they yes. were they were teasing some uh, uh, Nightwing right. this past week or so on Twitter. Yeah. There's an image. Sure, we didn't even talk. Tom Taylor 
is yeah. teasing a DC book. Oh, that's right. Yeah, why did we talk about that? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with us? Hashtag, it was, hashtag squad goals. Oh, I feel we were gonna wait for you know. There was no news. The yeah, there was no news story attached to. It. You know, there was no like news article written about it because it was just Twitter teasing. So it's easy. I'm, I'm very excited. Also, uh, it's been confirmed. Uh, it's in continuity this time. Yeah. Oh, good. Because he's been showed. He's shown a couple of characters from it. Whoever this. Yeah. Goals, yeah. Wink. Yeah. Uh, is the newest one. Uh, uh, thylacine. So it was something very Australia, and that was the name of the Tasmanian yeah, tiger. Because because they're uh, they're new characters, right? Or at least they're yeah, you know, yeah, completely yeah. so... new characters. AKA fodder. <laughs> well, um, I feel I feel like the the squad goals things are missed. Right? I feel like that's so obviously yeah. a suicide no, squad. I do as well. That it's too obviously suicide squad yeah. to then throw in a bunch of as Here's Matt puts it nicely fodder. Um, See, I, I feel it's going to be a team of new characters, probably, that he's going to make his own and do his own thing with. And it's going Justice to be League fantastic. of Australia, the JLA. <laughs> um, the Justice Squad. <laughs> no, yeah, the Justice Squad. No, I'll just, JSA. I'll, no, I'll just be uh, JLA, but it'll be Justice League of Australia. That, that's what I said. Did you? I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I was, too, uh, I was but, too busy thinking of my own joke. I didn't hear your joke. Joking. <laughs> Joey aside... Matt, Matt's already it, done that with both JLA and JSA, and yeah. Pete's there going, oh, oh, got it, I got it, JLA. <laughs> Just squad. Anyways, uh, you're going to get me to read a Suicide Squad book. That's the one way to do it, mm -hmm. is, is put Taylor is. on there. On the downside, today I found out he's a filthy Liverpool fan, so... <laughs> I, that means nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, I could care less. I couldn't care less about that. That's... I feel like you guys treat them like they're the Yankees... Uh, you know, the Yankees are like this famous baseball team that, that people will say that they like, you know, and people get mad about that. There's, uh, I mean, there's a handful at the top that, that have that same effect. Liverpool, Man U, Arsenal, <laughs> Chelsea. You know, all, all of those have that same sort of feeling attached to them. Yeah. Um, where they have this international uh, level where uh, you know, people who, even, even if they have no attachment or caring to that city, that team... They're like, oh, okay, they're one of the popular ones, so I'll pick one of those to support. Yeah, it's usually just... that top five or six. <laughs> uh, my favorite, my favorite, uh, like short, short video this year came out of that. Is the dad locking himself in the the attic because Liverpool won? Did <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm dying. It, it, that oh, video was so yeah. good, it's killing Matt. Just yeah, the thought of sorry. it. Sorry. Hey, Matt, have you been uh, having a little bit of the bubbly? No, no, no bubbly. <laughs> oh, God. That's a work, right? He definitely didn't lose it, and he got the police to go along with him. No, you can't fake a police report. That, that, That is... I had my wife look at it. She deals with police reports on a daily basis. And she goes, unless Florida does things differently, which... They probably means, do. I mean... <laughs> they probably do. It seemed to her like it wasn't a full police report. It seemed more like a press release than a police report. I mean, so. I, I I think the belt really got stolen, and but I think I think uh, he they are making lemonade out of lemons with the whole he, thing. I almost corrected you and called it a title, but is, no, none it, of that is this a wrestling thing. Yes, it is. Okay, that's why I have no idea what the hell's going. <laughs> on. Okay. I, so I almost saying that it was Hangman Page because he wore a bandit's mask <laughs> uh, to the ring last weekend. So I, I I was uh, half expecting like, the next next week on Raw. Like, we're going to have a tournament to decide who the new yes. um, all 
European uh, wrestling, wrestling champion is. <laughs> that that said, uh, that said that uh, Pac versus Omega match for coming together on such a you know short window. Oh, yeah. Whew. Uh, uh, that, all, all out in general was fantastic. I mean, I always... I, I was I was disappointed uh, by, oh, no. by the majority of the stuff. I know. Um, Cracker Barrel Challenge was great. But that's. That's also because I'm not used to spending fifty dollars on a wrestling show anymore. <laughs> so when it's disappointing in ten dollars, you're just like, eh. But when it's disappointing in fifty dollars, you're like, oh, that, that that's even worse. Canadian Destroyer off the top of a ladder through a table. Well, that's, that's, yeah, two two matches fifty dollars does not make, you know, like that. So there was like there was like four great matches on that card. That was really it. Yeah. So, anyways, Connor wants to bubbly. A little bit of bubbly. <laughs> the champion. This means nothing to me. I'm sorry. Chris Chris Jericho um, decided to celebrate being the first AEW champion by by drinking loads of champagne, which he calls the bubbly. But it's it's spelt with an e with an e h. Yeah, it's become an internet meme. People have been inserting yes. it into the songs and into you know, yeah. um, you know, mambo number five. Yeah, uh, a little bit of this in my life, a little bit of the bubbly in mine. <laughs> in uh, Spice Girls, yes, yes. Uh, that was a good one. So, anyways, it's <laughs> like the unexpected Cena memes from years ago. The, you know, when they're good, they're fantastic, but when they're bad, it's cringy. And I'm, I'm just glad <clears throat> that we're at the level again. Anyways, Doomsday Clock. Yes, Doomsday Clock. Uh, so yeah, Ozzy Randis basically just confirms what we already thought about uh, Firestorm exploding in issue 8 or 9, whatever that issue that was. Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of speculated yeah. it was them. And he does acknowledge that he, this is a new plan, you know, mm -hmm. the change that he got since he got here, but it's to save both worlds. It was once he saw this world and the way everyone was and the heroes and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and of course, as this is all going on, Black Adam and his team of villains show up at the White House... Uh, Superman sh shows up as well to kind of stand guard. Um, Look at those tiny hands. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, that, that's going to trigger a good number of people. So that's it's fine. Good, but that, that was subtle. I'm going to give you that one. Yeah. So yeah, Superman's there, and then we get the the heartbreak of the issue for me. Oh yeah, Saturn Girl. Yeah, had again. Had I not just had a Saturn Girl show up in Superman last week, this would have been devastating, and I might have thrown yeah, my. You mean if you didn't have a Legion room. book starting today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Featuring a character I've grown quite fond of, which we'll get to. But yes. Um, yeah, I probably would have thrown my book across the room at five thirty in the morning on Wednesday. Uh, so not five thirty on Thursday. Just, just in the when I read it in the pile. Yeah, as a Legion book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, poor, poor, yeah. poor Johnny's left, you know, sitting there because because he's like quite a crying old man. You're from the past. You won't go okay. anywhere. Yeah. So just the close up on the lantern. But that's the thing, the Legion ring doesn't go anywhere, and the lantern's still there. So I feel like the timeline's been fixed now. You know, where's there? You know what I mean? Been um, fixed. Yeah, it's fixed already. I don't, I don't I, think I, the, the lantern itself is not indicative because the lantern already existed. It was just a case of it was moved so that Alan Scott never got it right. So 
mm. uh, there would be nothing to make that vanish. Whereas the Legion Ring itself, I think, it goes back to to what we talked about earlier. I think, yeah, you're pretty right. It has been fixed. That's why it doesn't vanish. But it's why right. she vanishes. It's oh, you know, there's a different version right. to take right. place. It's hyper time. Yeah. Yeah. So Zero Man's hit across, you know, the city by Black Adam or whoever else. It's, yeah. cu- it's counting down because Manhattan's like, oh, in six seconds, Superman will see me. So it counts down. And the final page of the book is them facing each other in the middle of this, you know, destroy- basically a destroyed street. And it's like, it's Luther time. Street, by the look of it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, Luther Street. Um, and, uh, interestingly, that, that sign's pointing at Manhattan as well, just because the way the, 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 the post is bent over. Yeah. It's actually yeah. pointing and at Manhattan. Bald. And his wiener's flopping out. His wiener is flopping out. This is true. George, it's funny that over like the 12 issues, I've stopped even noticing that now. Yeah, well, because you don't, yeah. He's almost a Ken doll at this point. We're just like, Mm. yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Until you said that, I went and did a double. I was like, oh, yeah, so it is. Still there. (laughs) Quite, quite restraint on on Gary Frank to not have the sign pointing at his wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because if that was me, I would definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, So. Yeah, uh, it ends with the Viet saying, it's time. All right, so that is his... I'm trying, I was trying to figure out, is that the... That, that's on... his, uh, like, cummerbund. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what the hell is that? Breaking is that news, the... this last weekend, Chris Jericho's championship cummerbund was stolen <laughs> out of a limo at a steakhouse. Oh, jeez. I hope someone got that Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference. <laughs> it's not a cummerbund. It's his, you know, it sits across his chest here. It's his, you know, like uh, the Green Ranger and White Ranger were those sure, you know, power vest sure. things. I just like that thing. I knew it was, I, I knew it was his outfit. Yeah, yeah gotcha. it was the middle of his outfit. But it was driving me nuts. I was trying to figure out what the hell is that thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of eye iconography in this issue, you know. Um, sure. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah, and it's interesting the way you know the the atom on on Manhattan's head that symbol, you know yeah. the way it transfers into the 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 Earth and the Moon, and then and the, it's well, it's twelve o'clock. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Doomsday. Yeah. Sorry, God, if he turns into Doomsday, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> no, you're not. You're gonna love it. So man's gonna slug it out with him. No, I want a clock that's just got Doomsday picture on it, just so I can see it's my Doomsday clock. <laughs> yeah. Not that hard. I'm sure there's one on Etsy. Probably. Probably. This is my doomsday uh, clock. Oh, dear. Countdown to my Mac is upset because they've ruined Superman again. Um, yeah. Uh, give it time. Give it time. The Ben DeSerre will come to a close at some <sighs> point. So, not to sidetrack, but when I pulled up Silk Spectre to find out the names and whatnot, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that um, the characters from the, 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 the comic are going to be in the new show. Did you guys know that? Some of them. Yeah, are. some of them are. Yeah. Yeah, I, and she's being played by Jean Smart. Yeah. Um, which so I didn't, I didn't realize this. Yeah, Jeremy Irons is that uh, old Ozymandias as well. Oh, oh, oh damn. <laughs> yeah, I just I was just rereading this uh, back mat again. Um, yes. I love the the final paragraph under item twelve, the last little bit. Um, you know, Lex saying, I believe our universe is ever evolving and I have lived past lives alongside Superman and I'm locked in endless battle with him. Like just the the, the idea of him acknowledging that mm-hmm. that kind of metaverse is, is kind of astounding. 
Yeah, no, I actually, I really like the bit with Lex where he realized that in lots of different, you know, universes that him and Superman always seem to be at odds with each other and there's yeah. never a winner. He'll never win and Superman will never win. And his his attitude to that is like, well, I'm going to try and fix this eternal loop so that I have won. <laughs> like, that's, right. that's basically and his so, attitude. <laughs> and so he owes me one. Yeah. It's, it's so Lex. Yeah. It is. And that's why I love Lex because, yes, he's a villain, but his villain comes up you know, his villainous comes from wanting to upstage others. Yeah, he could cure cancer, but that means it's cured. And what else would he do? Yes, and if you I know? if I've not made this clear already, Lex and Doomsday Clock is a million times better than Lex and Justice League. Yeah, I, uh, not not going to disagree there. I am not a fan of Apex Lex, who just stands there in monologues now, and is completely passive. But more on that later. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's this? that sound? That sound of salt in the distance. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because um, I hate the taste of salt. Salt's disgusting. I want no part of it. No. Well, I, I crave salt, but I sweat a lot. So. Yeah. Salt is like the most basic of all seasonings. It is in every meal because it is essential. Yeah. I, I don't I don't put salt on anything I eat. I hear. Yeah, well, but, you should. But you, buy, because... you buy mostly processed foods that are pre-salted. Yeah, I'm not denying that salt is in something, but I can't taste salt when it's in something. But when salt is put on something, I taste it. All I'm saying is, you would notice if there if there wasn't salt in it before you got it. You would dramatically notice. That's why they put it. I'm not disputing that. I never said there is such thing. No, I know, but I didn't realize this until I looked up why do people put salt on margarita rims, and it's because it's it's a flavor enhancer. It makes the drink taste different uh, than when you don't have it. but yeah, no, the only thing I add salt to anymore is movie theater popcorn because it does not taste the same without. So, um, yeah, if someone's yeah. eating chips or fries and they've got salt on them, I'm not stealing one. It's basically yeah. a foolproof way to make sure I don't steal your food. Yeah. yeah. My anatomy teacher told me you shouldn't add salt to food after it's been cooked because it, uh, you know, that's how you get high cholesterol and, and, uh, and die. High cholesterol. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that messes with your, your, you know, all the salt in your blood. Will add to um, blood pressure increases and whatnot. And that's not good for your heart. So I tend not to. Salt, salt your food before, guys. Season it. Don't wild, be afraid to season. Been some wild tangents uh, yeah. on this Doomsday Clock review, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's just still very solid. It's definitely the least exciting one on its own out of like, every issue by its very it's nature. It's a nice summary issue, and the art is still phenomenal. Yes. Oh, that's great. Uh, everything from top to bottom. The, uh, the, uh, the care on every single panel is astounding. Yes, and every, but ultimately it's all building up to the final issue, and uh, so at the end I'm like, well, I want the final issue. Now. Yep. <laughs> all my meat's in the next issue, damn it. But there you. Yep. Go. We might get it by the end of the year. I think we will. I don't think Frank would go out on a limb like that. Without him knowing, you know what well, I mean. Well, we're due solicits, I believe, next week, from what I've been told. Oh, carl has oh. got sources. Oh, from what he's been told. <laughs> I just from what I've been told, and then you know the the general. Place Who's your source? Who's your source? Your best buddies with Lobdell, aren't you? Yeah, it's Carl Car- yeah. and Lobdell been you sitting in a hot tub together discussing the world affairs. Well, if that was the case, then then obviously this would be pointless because it would be wrong because <laughs> th- that is tainted tainted information at that point. Oh dear, 
Uh, Matt, what are you rating Doomsday Clock? 11 uh, out of 10. This is an 8.5. Still, still fairly high, but, you know, not, 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 yeah. not as exciting as Peter already said. Carl, what are you rating it? Uh, I'm going to give it easily the lowest score I've given an issue of Doomsday Clock. I'm giving it an 8. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to agree with Connor. I'm going to give it an 8, which, for the record, is easily the, the, the lowest score I've given to a Doomsday Clock issue. So, yeah. um, of and, course, and of course. Without, without Gary Frank's masterful art, this would probably have been like a 7. Although, I do want to point out is that I know Dave is going to do a super cut of all the Doomsday Clock reviews like he did Heroes in Crisis, and this is the point where he'll cut back to when one of us gave it like a, a 7.5, yeah. which I don't think happened, yeah. but. Not me. I agree, way too high. Yeah, I've, I've been giving it 9s and 10s across the board, I'm pretty sure. I feel like I have as well, but if anyone's giving it low, it's me. Yes. So I, I can't I'm, wait I'm for the flashback to prove that Connor's an idiot. Uh, I do love that. <laughs> no, I'm all right. I'm all right. Assume, assuming I said on camera what I have reflected in my personal records, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> well, we'll move on then to more books. Uh, next up, we have Legion of Superheroes Millennium Issue 1. Brian Michael Bendis writing with uh, Andre Lima Araujo, Araujo? Uh, Jim Lee, Dustin Wynn, and Andrea Sorrentino all on art. Man, Sorrentino's on this book. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Connor, you should have read this one because out of, out of all of them, it is the most standalone, I feel, uh-huh. uh, of Bendis's. It is not about it being standalone, though, is it? It's, it's that it's Bendis. I have to say, there's going to be a bit of a fight for the cover of the week, because the cover on this is pretty nice. Uh, there, there's no fight. It's this. Well, it's this or something else, but the other one's a variant. I'm sure you can yes. gather. Well, I mean, there's Doomsday variant. Clock covers this week, so I mean... I, I actually I think Doomsday Clock covers are not the obvious choice this week. But they yeah, usually are, which is, why, which is why I'm saying there could be a fight. <laughs> um, this issue, though... So... Apparently, preview pages were going around the internet, and I'm glad I don't click on that type of stuff. Because when I opened the book, and it's featuring Rose Forest of Rose and Thorn fame, I went, oh shit. Not expecting that whatsoever. Um, especially because I've jumped right into the, the, the last time, Rose and Thorn, the last two times she's really appeared in DC Continuity. It was that Tom Taylor book, and I have one issue left of the um, of the Gail Simone um, and and uh, what's her name Mello Adriana Mello book from the early two thousands. Um, so when I open this up, and there she is, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, I had no idea what the actual premise of this book was going to be. Like mm-hmm. you, I had not looked at preview pages or anything like that, and it's it's you know it's Rose and. She's explaining who she is to someone we don't see quite a, right away, mm-hmm. uh, but it turns out to be Supergirl. So it's in the future, yeah. but it's not like you know, it's in the future where Supergirl's like an old woman. She's like, yeah, president. <laughs> and we know that the the supers don't age. Well, we'll say they age gracefully. Yeah, right. The on Earth. So who knows how long in the future this could be? But Rose tells her that she's checked, and they are technically the same age. Yeah, but Rose hasn't aged, and she says it's because of Thorn. But as far as I know, she's just a normal human that you know gets powered by rage, 
and you know she beats up criminals as a vigilante. Yeah, there's, there's some mystery here, and her concern yeah. is that she, you know she's been taking medication that Lex invented a long time ago, right? That, that's kept Thorn at bay, but now right. that medication's being discontinued because no one needs it because everyone's all healthy because the future and everyone's you know. Right. Like super beings or whatever. I don't know. And that's um, what she's trying to explain to Supergirl is you don't get it. I am as old as you. I need this. They don't make it. And I'm afraid what's going to happen when Thorn comes out. And Thorn like, is aware of Rose. So Thorn's yeah. going to be pissed that she's not been out in centuries or whatever Forever. it's been, you know. Yeah, however long it's been. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing. Um, so. Yeah, and by some nice uh, two-page spreads in this. There's like a scene mm-hmm. of her fighting the the Suicide it's, Squad. By the looks of it, that's it, it's the most I've enjoyed Jim Lee's art in quite some time. Mm. Um, so uh, there's a the, of her fighting Superman too. I yeah, that was the first was one. Really good. Yeah, that was the first one. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, and and you get to Supergirl and she calls him Madam President, and you're like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, but then of course it says and then, and every time it says and then, there's a big time jump. Uh, mm-hmm. So now Thorn's out and she's you know tearing through thugs and whoever, and Batman Beyond shows up. We're further in the future yep. now. Now we're in the Batman Beyond part of the, the timeline. <laughs> and, yep. Uh, Drawn beautifully by Dustin Wynn. Yeah, this like, is the Dustin Wynn section. So it, it feels like the old cartoon. Like yeah, he so- did. A- Good job. Yeah, as much as there's four artists and that's be big cause for concern at a glance, yep. they're all different time periods and they all got different yep. settings, so it's, it's neatly split mm-hmm. up. Uh, so she actually kidnaps him, uh, Terry, she, and questions him. <laughs> she gets the jump on him because she has this, you know. At first, I didn't realize what was going on. I thought it was like a grenade or something, but it's like this, this, you know, round, almost like a billiard ball with chrome, right? And she touches it to him, and it chaos his suit. And then him in the process. And then, yeah, she wakes up and he wakes up and she's got him basically bound. Um, and she's basically picking his brain why he does what he does because she just wanted to see Batman. And she was surprised it was a younger looking dude under there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're not, we, we can't be that far. Because if, if there's Batman Beyond logic in the comic still adheres to the show, then Bruce is still alive or at least was recently. Here's Here's my take. Yes. It's not just the end then. This is different futures. So the, it's not a coherent timeline, right? Where, where you know, you have President Supergirl and then Batman Beyond and then the next one and then the following one. These are all different from different possible futures. And I feel by the end of the next one, we'll get we'll get what has been going on. Okay, well, maybe. I mean, because uh, the next one after this is definitely further ahead in the future. Uh, yeah. So, I, I was taking it more as a linear thing, where this is her through, like, you know, we keep jumping ahead, like, big chunks of time uh, and seeing where she is. Um, but, yeah, so she's disappointed it's not the real Batman. Um, and she calls him another Bat Baby, and yeah. that's my new favorite term. <laughs> Uh, so then we skip ahead again, and this time we're in uh, commandy time, and yeah. uh, she actually comes and steals the Superman suit that they've got, like uh, you know, put up. And she actually, yeah, she actually cuts off the head of uh, uh, Doctor Zeus. Yeah, she cuts That's off. What I thought. Yeah, she cuts off his head and steals the suit, and then is annoyed that it doesn't fit. And she's like, "Oh, well, I thought I thought yeah. the suit would give me powers or something." <laughs> 
And she goes, effing internet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really great. Yeah, that was the other thing that made me feel like it was actually going through Lena is that she kept referencing the internet. Like every time she brought something up, she's yeah. like, "Oh, remember the old internet?" Or she kept making the same references. Um, yeah, but that that could be, you know, also because from what I know about Commandy, is there was a big uh, cataclysm that happens, and then you know. I just I feel like this is an odd timeline to go from. Well, the re- well, Matt, here's some evidence to suggest that it's the same timeline yeah. as the uh-huh. uh, in the Commandy timeline. She seems to be building a ship, like you know, because Commandy's like shocked that she's got a place with electricity. She doesn't understand what that is, and I'm pretty right. sure that that's a, that's a spaceship she's building at the top of that thing, uh, which leads to the fact that in the next jump, she's in a different mm-hmm. planet. Uh, she, you know, she's, right. she's moved from Earth. See, I thought that was Earth. The last section, it's not. No, she references. Yeah. Uh, this is not like where uh, she's from. Like she re- she references coming from a different planet. Oh, you're right. The animals they all talked. Yeah. Huh. I missed that. I was reading it quick. Yeah. So at the very least, this and the last one are definitely seem to be right. linear. And if those two are linear, then I have to imagine all of it is. Hmm. So. Shoot. Yeah, because now this is Rose. So it it was Rose, and then Thorn, and then Thorn, and yeah. then Rose to to cap it off. Yeah, and um, she's she's debating with this guy. She's trying to get into this uh yeah. this enlistment thing, and she gets flagged as a dangerous person. But the guy's really nice to yeah. her, and she's really nice to him. And she's like, by the way, yeah. if I if I come back and act more slutty, like you're probably going to get killed. It's not a threat. Just run. <laughs> yeah, she hates when people embarrass me. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we actually end this, and I actually laughed out loud at the end because she's uh, being chased by all these cops in what I would call as flying segways, and yeah. she actually hijacks one from a janitor. She just kicks him off, and his broom goes flying. I, 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 I laugh. Uh, yeah. uh, having not seen this, yes. the flying segways you describe sound like what Orion rides. Kind of, uh, but they're they're they look more like a flying scooter than his. Yeah, this I would is a harness. Th- think um, the hoverboard from Back to the Future, but with a Segway sort of style like handle. Yeah. Okay. Is what I would describe it as. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is interesting. This is this was a I had no idea what to expect from this. Obviously, it's leading to a Legion book, and it says next time you know we're going to actually meet the Legion. Legion. Yeah. Um, but. No, it's interesting. I, I like the idea that we have a character who's been introduced in action comics. Obviously, she's been around before, but the, the Bendis has yeah. reintroduced her in action comics, and she's going to just be alive the entire time until Legion, until that right. part of the timeline, and still be around. That's in, that's intriguing yeah. to me. Well, and I, and I was worried that she was dead at the end of action. I didn't get to talk about action last week. but Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, but this is like, oh, no, she survives, and she's going. And, and I definitely recommend to you guys, if you can track down that uh that simone it's very early 2000s in its presentation mm. but Mello's art is fantastic it's got uh, adam hughes covers that are great and it really kind of does set the tone for who this character is so um seeing her through this and whatnot like it was again nice surprise yeah, and I think it was it was nice to have a thrilling because I, I wasn't sure if this was going to be like here's fifty Legion members get to know yeah. them quickly or whatever. And it was like, no, no, this is one character story, and it's oh. and I think more more importantly, it's a character who we are following before she discovers the Legion. So I feel like Bendis is actually from the impression I'm getting is that Bendis is going to do a really easy job of easing everyone into uh, the Legion. The Legion is a concept. It's yeah. like no, here's a character well, that we're following. 
Yeah, it's also called Millennium, so we know it takes place over a thousand years. Yeah. So there's just you know the idea that he is 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 like you know like this character represents someone who's going to be asking all the questions that we we need to know all, all the questions that we need is this, this character mm-hmm. who can like give us exposition or ask for the exposition uh, in a really neat way and you know we've mostly had fun uh i think mm-hmm. with this character uh, recently and um no I, I enjoyed this well enough yeah um me too obviously the art was you know back and forth um between... yeah out of all the art i mean the sorrentino stuff with commandy was was great uh, i wasn't a fan of the last art which is the hour of how every yeah that's it you know um well i wasn't a big fan i'm trying to see what else he's worked on that's what i'm looking at but i think this is his first uh dc book though mm. so um yeah no. avengers ai astonishing spider-man spider-verse so um, yeah, was... i mean it, it's fine it's just not my cup of tea but the Jim Lee stuff was was better than I've seen out of him in quite some time, and it's always nice to see you know Nguyen doing stuff for DC. So yeah, I was surprised how much I like this. Like, yeah, it's got Legion on the the uh, front, but uh, you know who knows how it was gonna be pulled off. And man, Bendis does it again. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean Bendis has got like five ongoing books at this point, but. Uh, yeah. Here we are. I no, I I dug this. I think as someone who is fairly new to Legion, uh, this seems to be a nice, smooth introduction. Uh, we're we're not even at the Legion yet. We're just we're we're getting to yeah. know this character and her struggle before she gets to the Legion, and mm-hmm. hopefully that should go nice and smooth. So, um, what are you giving it out of ten? Um, I'm gonna give it an eight because again that last art wasn't as much and. Bit of confusion up until I reread, you know, that last part. So, but yeah. Hmm. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I feel like um, I was pleasantly surprised and that it feels, it felt like a nice solid story about one character. I was, I was, I went into it being kind of worried that it might be a less accessible and it, it gave me something that feels like, no, this does feel like a nice starting place that's going to lead in nicely to the, the ongoing mm-hmm. book. Uh, but it's clearly separate from just number one of the Legion comic when it when it hits. So, uh, no, 8.5 for me. Uh, so that'll take us on then to Deceased, A Good Day to Die, number one. This is the, the one AKA shot. A.K.A. The Deceasing. Yes, there you go. Get your, get your Deceasing joke done. Yeah. Uh, so this is Tom Taylor writing with Laura Braga and Derek Robertson on the art. So... This is basically a bunch of sea listers uh, and what they're up to during. <laughs> during... I, mm-hmm. I I would go further than that. I would say it's the uh, the late eighties, early nineties Justice League team. Yeah, sure, sure. I can Justice see that. League International, Com- complete era. with complete with some surprising cameos later on from the, from that team that I did not yeah. expect in this. Well, yeah. you have the red and the yellow and the gold and the blue, you know, and the green, whatever that was from. Uh... Mr. Miracle and Bard, and then you get yeah, Blue Beetle and Mr. Gold. Yeah, well, just... yeah, but remember when they went out drinking and Mr. Miracle, and they were the blue and the gold, and he goes, yeah, we're the red and the yellow and the green and the blue and the gold. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. And God damn it, Taylor, making me feel things. Like... Oh, man. Yeah, it, I... Even being a Liverpool fan doesn't ruin his writing ability, apparently. No. Mm, yes, yeah, so Apocalypse... I mean, I should play please button, shouldn't I? Let's just give, give him the honour. Give him the honour mm-hmm. of it. 
Thank you, Tom Taylor, our Lord and Savior. Not to be confused with our Lord and Savior, Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah, that's right. Also, not to be confused with Tom King, as as all of comics seems to do, including yeah. Diamond, <laughs> In including the AMA. Did you see how he responded? Yep. <laughs> he responded as Tom King, saying that he's not Tom Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Some Inception level stuff. By the way, uh, Bill and Ted Three finished uh, filming, and then it feels like I feel like Keanu went straight from that to meeting with that uh, video game guy that people are obsessed with from Metal Gear. What's oh yeah, uh, Kojima. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. He was wearing a Wild Stallion shirt. I geeked out on that. Other people were excited because Kojima, but, you know. Cyberpunk Anyways. 2077, baby. Breathtaking. Yeah, so you know, the you know what I hate is that every internet publication review is going to just have it's breathtaking uh, <laughs> as, as the headline. And they're probably right, but God damn it, they're all going to use it, aren't they? So Apocalypse is, is no more. Apocalypse has just been wiped it's out. It's gone. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so they, they don't, Bard and Mr. Merkel know what to do. Terrific's trying to analyze Captain Boomerang. Um, yep. And I was actually thinking, I know your T-Sphere's connected to that. How did you not get affected? But it turns out That's... his uh, mask is... Yeah, locking it out. Yeah. He got lucky. He got lucky. Uh, yep. Which is a point it makes, is that he's this smart guy, one of the smartest men on the planet, but he just got lucky. Uh, yep. Which is a nice beat. <laughs> um and then Barda and, uh, and Mr. Miracle are, are there, and there's a knock-knock, and they're like, you can't answer the door. It might be a you know bloody stump. And Barda's <laughs> like, Who, who's going to, to knock like that? He's like, I don't know, they might. And then it's a, a ding-dong. <laughs> bloody and... stump found the doorbell. Yep. Answer the door. Such good timing. Yeah, uh, and that's not ignore the veggie plate reference uh, yep. from Mr. Miracle. That is yep. gold. Um, so yeah, they basically form up a plan, and then like, oh, let's go to Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, uh, kind of thing. Because the their plan is that what if Booster Gold can go back in time, and well, that, that's not necessarily the plan yet. Well, yeah, but no. I mean, that that becomes the plan because that's ultimately where it goes. Um, yeah, let's, let's go get his time ship. Uh, you can fix everything. Yada yada yada. Uh, they also have to go to Constantine uh, before that because they think, oh, maybe magic can fix everything. You know, that that's kind of the mm -hmm. first protocol. Um. Yeah. So, you know, and Constantine's like, nah, I'm not going to help you, basically. Um, even though, of course, he changes his mind um, yep. by the end, has his whole but I, I, I love that he, you know, he's running for the, the cab and yeah. and then has to, you know, set chairs on fire and, and drive it. And it's like, just terrible. Mm -hmm. It's kind of lucky that they all show up and, and help him out. He, he crashes. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like he he was burning those fools with magic fire. He was, yeah. So he, he would have been fine. Yeah. Um, uh, so they go to try and get the time ship, which is at Fire and Icy's house, uh, who they have to fight a little bit. Uh, but then ultimately he can't go because he's already been wiped out of the timeline. And we get the, the second issue this week where someone fades out of existence because things have gotten so bad well, that. <laughs> well, because Wave Rider shows up and is like, no, you can't do this. It's a fixed point in time. And, you know, you, you're not allowed to change it. And so they decide that, you know. Well, why not? And then Constantine shows up and messes with Wave Rider, which that's huge because that's a time master, you know. Yeah. But it takes somebody like, you know, uh, Constantine to, to do that. So, Matt, and... Matt I, need, I need to ask some questions here. What's up? 
what was your feelings during this scene? I'm going to just read the dialogue here. As as yeah. Blue, Booster Gold is, is is fading away, Blue Beetle says, "What? No, stay here, man. Man, stay." And then as he's yeah. fading away, Booster says, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll never know you, Teddy." Right. That's sad, bro. <laughs> yeah. Because now he's been wiped from existence because not only does his timeline not come to pass, right, which creates a an anomaly. That's why he gets white, but now he'll actually never know Ted because he never exists. And, man, they, they have the best bromance in comics, right? They do. They, do, they definitely so, do. You know, it was sad. But, you know, I had to watch flipping Saturn Girl disappear, and then I get to this, and I have to watch him. Ugh. Not you a good, like that. Not a good reason. It's, it's, it's impressive that this is this is completely out of continuity, right? It it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh-uh. Yet this one hit even more. Yeah. Yeah, and it turns out um, magic was maybe the right avenue in the first place because Fate yeah. and Zatara, sorry, Zatanna show up, um, yep. and the big cliffhanger is kind of like, yeah, we're gonna, yeah. It well, I like that he his first instinct is to punch Fate. Which naturally does then, not go so well. Yeah, I think no. like brute force cannot harm the helm. Yeah. And and just sounds like also, you know, punching metal typically don't go Bad that idea. well. idea. Yeah. yeah. But we, we also get to see the Oblivion bar because uh, John goes to hide there and Bobo's there. So I feel like it's a little bit in continuity because Bobo's running the Oblivion bar. You know? It's just know. it's just him taking what he wants from, you know, Yeah, DC which, which I like though because if you're not reading Justice League Dark, you're like, oh, what's this? Can but we tell you about how we we brushed over the best dialogue in the issue? Yeah, go on. And 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 that is uh, Scott and Barda's final words. Yeah, oh, man. Their, their final conversation with him quoting Cher because he likes Cher. <laughs> if only I could go turn back time. <laughs> sure. And then they just go down. That I just that feel line like broke the... me. I just feel like if anyone's primed to not fall to the anti-life, it's it's Mr. Miracle. Yeah. You know? That, that's my only bone to pick with this book. Like, imagine him just surviving and Barda not, and he has to fight Barda at the end. Oh, that's, you, want, you want more tears in your eyes, then? You want more miserable... Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> you know. What's wrong with you, oh. man? Sorry. So... It says to be continued question mark, which to me says that the magic characters will pop up in the main story later yeah. on. Which which probably makes this a relatively essential chapter in the story overall. Yeah. Mm. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, but it did take its slot. It's not like we got this on top of a regular issue, so it's not like you're buying an extra book for a month. You're just getting this instead right. of the regular It's book. just an exercise book, you know, it's a... Yeah, it's a little bit more than, than what we normally would, which... And I felt the pacing was a little bit better, because... Not that it's a problem, but when I'm reading a normal issue of, of Deceased, it's over before I know it. And this <laughs> one was so nice quick. and meaty. Yeah. yeah. And, and it didn't take, like, I, I think if you took the same, it's probably the same pacing, it's just longer because there's more of it. Like, if you took, yeah. if you gave a regular issue an extra 10 pages and it was at the exact same pace, you know, it obviously moved to the, the further point, it would probably mm-hmm. take exactly as long to read as this did. I don't feel like this was an inherently quick, uh, like, slower read. No. Just there was more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the art? Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I love the, the 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 really clean, shiny stuff that we've got from Braga uh, for, for most of it. The colors are popping 
fantastic. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the the interlude with Constantine in the middle. I wasn't a fan of that art. It's not my liked it. The, I mean, it it felt it felt uh, kind of old school, uh, real, real scratchy, and uh, it was working for me. Hmm. Um. That was mostly all right. Yeah, I, I didn't have too many major complaints. It, it wasn't sort of like making me, you know, fawn or anything, but it was, it was solid. So mm-hmm. uh, that's deceased. A good day to die, Matt. What are you rating it? I mean, it was on a seven point five. Uh, Connor, oh, I'm going. I'm going nine point five. I loved everything. In this. Nine point five. Oof. Yeah. This this Oof. this issue was fantastic. Oof. Wow. I mean, a 7.5 from Matt is basically saying it was shit. A, a, a 9.5 from Connor. That's shit. <laughs> I, yeah, that's six. That's what six was there for. I mean, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Come here right here. Throw me freaking bone here. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll get you a little bit of the bubbly uh, later to <laughs> make up for it. Um, um, oh, jeez. I'll, I am going to give it uh, just a solid 8. That's how I feel about it. Um, solid. Solid. Some good character moments. Uh, good pacing, think, as we've said. Uh, for me, I, I like seeing this group of characters back together. There's not enough of this bunch. Yeah, anymore. well, now you'll never get to see it again because they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be better though if there was no Constantine. Uh, that's, that's obviously all, that's always my first point. <laughs> that's Pete's. <laughs> Such a terrible person. Oh, I love it. All right. Uh, next up, we have another number one. We have Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy issue one. Jody Hauser writing with Adriana Milo on the art. So, kind of an interesting uh, proposition for me. And I don't tend to enjoy Harley Quinn books. It's not that I dislike the character. I think she's a fine addition uh, when she's used right. But uh, the sense of humor just tends not to be a the book for me. But I do really like Jody Hauser as a writer. Uh, and Milo's art's pretty solid as well, so um, I was curious. Uh, so that, this is basically uh, Harley looking after Ivy after Heroes in Crisis, when she's still kind of weird from growing back uh, from the, the the new flower yeah. or whatever, and she is struggling to keep herself afloat. They they go for clothes, they they go for food, but ultimately they end up back at Harley's place, and eventually Alexi's drone with the gift shows up, and. It's, it's fertilizer, which, as Harley puts it, is basically just that he, he took a dump in a box and sent it. <laughs> sent it, yeah. But, but isn't Apex like shit magical? Possibly, yeah. yes. Uh, Probably. Well, and, and <laughs> there, there's components to fertilizer that's beyond, you know. There is, yeah. Poop, yeah. Right? But it is a good solid joke. Um, a good solid poop. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, uh, yeah. So this is the first book I feel that, that that's mopping up. Uh, the, the, the mess that it left. Yeah. Yeah, and I just feel like at the end of this, none of that will matter. I feel like we'll have this classic. Is, this Ivy just back. Like, let's get Ivy back to. Yeah, I mean she's basically back by the end of the issue. It's just because we enter a whole plot at the end well, where uh, the the Floronic Man shows up. Yeah. And it's like the green. Uh, well, the Parliament of Flowers. Parliament of Flowers. So, uh, yeah. Upheaval. Yeah. And I, so I definitely feel like this definitely ties in more to the stuff that's going on in Justice League with the, you know, the the villain stuff and the Floronic Man with Justice League Dark. And this is Um, what I was hitting earlier. This does not have a Year of the Villain branding. No. Um, Even though it is a book about two 
kind of villains, yeah. despite what they may claim in this issue. Um, mm. And, you know, I wasn't expecting it to have a, a direct reference in the sense that, oh, here's Lex's gift. Yeah. But I think it was actually really well utilised. Oh, I was yeah. about to mention, because... Harley decides to be a hero right before he attacks. So there's like a moment where she's like, I'm going to be a hero. I'm not going to be a villain anymore. I am now a hero. Yeah, and it's just like we're both doing it. We're being heroes, Ivy. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so that, that's the gist of it. Also, I just, for some reason, all this talk about the, the, the fertilizer, uh, I just, you know, the song Dick in a Box, I just heard that in my head with the shit in a box. Uh-huh. My shit in a box. Um, so uh, look forward to Christmas, Matt and Connor. Um, so, uh, uh, <laughs> thank God he doesn't have our addresses, right, Matt? Yep. Uh, I've got, I've got addresses. I've got contacts. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, we have um, uh, the cell with Florent Man, which was an interesting. I didn't know that's where it was going. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, okay, all right, this is yeah. interesting. And I think it's nice that okay, they actually have an, an actual villain to fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that said, I will say that despite Jodie Hauser's writing and despite the art, I don't think this book's for me. Like, you know, I, I got to the end of it and I was like, you yeah, know, that was fine. It read well enough, but mm-hmm. maybe I just don't like, you know, this type of Harley story, this this type of sense of humor that you know we've, we've got going here. It's just not my thing. I I felt that until Floronic Man showed up and I'm like, oh, this is Ivy becoming the new champion of the Green <laughs> in the Parliament of Flowers, and I'm here for that. I get uh, that. I get that. I mean, I'm also yeah. thinking that there's a lot of books starting in September and October, so yeah. I'm happy to opt out. Yeah. But, um, personally, I, I really like this. I, I love Harley and Ivy together, and you know, them going, screw it, we'll, we'll, we'll be heroes, is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think it was bad. I, I think it's just ultimately like, yeah, it's not really for me, and I'm, I'm always going to have more important books that I want to read instead. So. Oh, sure, but it's only a succession mini. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, depending on how next week looks, I might not review this one next week, next, next month. month. If yeah. we got a whole bunch of books that drop. Oh, oh sure, yeah. 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 Um, but I did enjoy this one. I said, so, I, I mean, I'm not going to rate off every Harley book, though. I'm still going to try the uh, the Cedric one because it's Cedric. I'm going to at least mm-hmm. try the first issue. But Ugh, How long have we got to wait for the, that? The art <laughs> I want alone. it like next week. So next month, I think, is it not? Ugh, that's too far away. Um. But I do love that Hauser automatically gets the dynamic between Harley and Ivy. Mm. You know, that it, it walks the side. So I don't know if you've watched WWE in a while, Pete, but you have the Iconics, right? And they have that, you know, are they best friends? Are they lovers? <laughs> Who knows? They just really care about each other, you know? And I feel that's Harley and Ivy here, yeah. you know? And, and Hauser rides that line, you know? Um, so, but yeah, Amelo's art, I felt something was a little bit missing. And maybe it's the colors, because from what I saw in Plastic Man and then what I was, uh, what I have been reading in Rose and Thorn, it just pops a little bit better when the colors are more vibrant. Yeah. But maybe that's part of this plan. It, Interesting. It, that... I, I thought it was, it was very expressive art. Um, and I thought it yeah. really did start to pop at the end when Floronic Man come in. That's what it really right. popped. That was then. definitely the best it, stuff for me was the Floronic Man stuff at the end. Right. When there's more to do, like the I, I mean, the art's fine. I'm talking about like the colors and the inks. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is as it goes, as Ivy accepts what's going on, or or you know, even Harley finds out what it means think, to be her. To me, it felt like it was just going for this simpler, sort of flatter look because it was a Harley book. It wanted to feel like a, a maybe not a kiddie book, but like a jokey. You know 
No, I, yeah. I don't think that. I think given that at the end it completely pops open and everything mm-hmm. jumps out of you, I think it's, for the most part, it's mundane. Intentionally yeah. so, because they're living That's... this mundane life. They're out in the suburbs and in the mall, and Harley's kind of bored. Yeah. So I think it's... And, I think the artists yeah. are very expressive, but like I say, Matt, it's not popping off the off the page like right. it can Right, and then you, get, then you get Floronic Man, and you're like, oh... Okay, like, this is, he's that, probably, probably that scary. That sun beaming in behind him yeah. through the trees mm-hmm. is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and so, that, that completely pops off. So yeah. I think it's a very intentional choice to reflect the mundanity of the yeah. daily life and as opposed to, okay, now now it's interesting at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe I mean, if we happen to have a quiet week next month, I don't think yeah. we do. I think October's got a busy... No. I think every week in October's busy, so that's not happening, but... Yeah, um, no. But yeah. I'm definitely going to keep it on my radar. I mean, I read three issues of Harley, Ivy, and Betty and Veronica. Right? Like, uh, so. That had someone good writing it as well, though, didn't it? If I recall. Yeah, that was Baldini. Oh, and the, yeah. only reason, yeah, the only reason I stopped getting it is because we moved. And I'm like, I can't just buy it. So I'll get it in trade and I'll finish it mm. eventually. But I was enjoying it for what it was. It's, you know. Um, but no, I, I do like Harley and Ivy. They're good. Yes. You know, whatever they choose to do with them, relationship-wise. Uh, like they, I want to go on a limb here and see he's got maybe some unhealthy crushes because he's been watching Riverdale. I know that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, as I think I keep it under wraps and then something happens with the actress that plays Cheryl Blossom and my wife goes, oh, you know she's getting married, right? How do you feel about that? And I was like, wait, what do you mean how do I feel? I have not said anything about her. <laughs> she, she, she knows she your taste. She, she, yeah, yeah, she, I, I, know, I know what you're about. She came home last night and I was watching Lady in the Water. Like, <laughs> I, so. Why are you watching? Oh, Brace Donald Howard's on it. Okay, that's, that's why. Uh, it's why, even though I've told Matt that it, Chapter 2 is not very good, he's still going to go see it because it's a three hour movie with Chastain, Chastain. in it. <laughs> yeah. Had Chastain had red hair in Dark Phoenix, it would have been over. <laughs> I, I would have been there day one. But uh, uh, they made her blonde. <laughs> She's, she's not even Emma Frost? Get out of here with that. <laughs> Someone said about in Chapter 2 that Dark Phoenix wasn't the worst movie that McAvoy, McAvoy and Chastain shared screen time in this year. No one hurt. I haven't even seen it too, but it can't be as bad. I mean, as I've not seen Dark Phoenix, so I can't, I can't compare them. No, but if you had a guess, Pete, like, you didn't see Dark Phoenix. You had no, you know, yeah, no intention of it. I'm, so. I'll probably see it soon though because it's going to be on VOD and stuff so I'll, yeah. pro- I'll probably Plus, watch uh, it for first, morbid curiosity first X-Men movie since 2000 I did not see the theatres yep. same here yeah. Shriek Shriek was broken I think it's the first one I didn't see Fox. since last because I, I never saw the first two in theatres uh, for whatever reason I just wasn't aware of them really I made my dad take me to see the first one in Hawaii we had to find a movie theatre on vacation because I was not missing X-Men so yeah, I, I saw Last Stand as my first X-Men movie in theaters. Just like, Oof, like that. And you still kept going. Good on you. I know. I know. And I think... Although, side, sidetrack a bit. That is the worst X-Men movie. I would even put that below X-Men Origins Wolverine. Wow. Because X-Men Origins Wolverine is... That's a fight. That is a hard-fought battle, that man, Matt. Because I, 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 I will say the, the Origins Wolverine, I like the opening scene. I was kind of dragged to that, well if enough. I remember, because I, I wouldn't have seen that in theaters, because it, it looked bad, even before it came out, it looked terrible. 
and I think just friends wanted to go, and that's why I ended up seeing it. The, so the, the opening where they have, you know, not Deadpool doing, sounding like yeah. Deadpool, because mm-hmm. he he does in the opening. Yeah, and then that's, they sew his mouth shut and make him yeah, a teleporter. Yeah, then, then they ruin it. Uh, don't yeah. wrong. It all goes downhill. Oh, but the, yeah. the opening it's... bit's fine. It's still bad, but I think I went into that one knowing, like, this might not be good. With Last Dan, I went in going, oh, we're coming off of X2? This is, yeah. oh, man. Uh, but no, I, I'd probably go uh, at the bottom is is Last Dan, X-Men Origins Wolverine, and then Apocalypse. God, Apocalypse was bad. So I, No, I, I think Apocalypse is better than Last Stand and X-Men Origins yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's like, what you meant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I'm rating them. You know, bottoms number one. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Still not very good though, is it? It's not a great franchise, no. honestly. There's only two that I legitimately really like. First class and Logan. Yep. I will fight for those movies. That's the and then the Wolverine. I I I very much enjoyed X2. I don't know how it's aged because I'm yeah. watched it in far too long. So maybe not, not maybe well. it has aged badly. Um, yeah. I think the Wolverine. I love two thirds of it. Yep, that last and, third and, really, and 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 uh, you know, I, I think I said on the, the the Logan remake, Logan is essentially just a remake of the Wolverine, and that's kind of genius because you take you know the the samurai set into the western. I, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Log- Logan's far none. That that's not Rushmore comic book movie. So you know what I mean? Like that's a step above every other X Men thing. They, they uh, got, yeah, they got the one great movie out just before it all ended in flames. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh. said at least they got one it's more than some yeah. of us can say well no like, first class fantastic I, I four really, yeah <laughs> i really enjoy first class for what it is like it's a whole lot of fun i like first class a lot yeah i like yeah. days of future past too i think that's enjoyable mm-hmm. oh, that's good too uh but yeah those those first ones are the the singer ones there's, there's a future past singer as well yeah but i'm talking about the first two so it's apocalypse i mean because then uh yeah, well, he's <laughs> Days of Future Past is the best one he worked on. Yeah, it's not even close. Uh, that's probably yeah. true. It doesn't hold up that well for me. When I watched it again a couple of years later, it, it kind of fell apart. Yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to watch the Road Cut. I haven't, I haven't got a chance to to see that one. Um, mm. So yeah. uh, anyway, we're, we're done with Harley and Ivy. We just have to rate it. So uh, what are you rating them at? Mm-hmm. Um, I give this a seven point five. Connor. I'm the generous one today. I'm getting an 8.5. I I'm going to give it a straight seven, I guess. Um, but not not super for me. So, but it's seven because it's it's solidly written. Florent Man was an interesting, you know, entrance at the end. Yeah. So, you know. It's it's fun. I this is what I want them to do more out of these minis. You know, don't don't mm. lie to us and tell us it's a number one. You know, of an ongoing. It's Mad- six issues. Damn, isn't it? Right, yeah, it's actually like Connor, your mic's doing funny noises. Yeah. Um, is it sorted? Thanks, so. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, Matt's still bitter about Shazam, isn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. Clearly. It's clear. I think it's I had a dream last night that I got to go on an adventure with the Shazam family, and it was wonderful. I, I got the powers. It was cool. I was super fast. I forget which of the kids gets the, the speed powers, but that was me. I got to save Billy from a cobra. It was a weird dream. It's the last time I retake them before bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that'll take us on to a not a number one. Uh, after three in a row, we have Justice League 31, 
Uh, Scott Snyder and James Taylor in the fourth, writing with Jorge Jimenez on the art. So, Justice League, JSA, Commandy, all this shit happening. It's all ha- all going on. Yeah. Everything not to do with Apex Lux, great. <laughs> really enjoying all that other stuff. You know, the, the characters that they picked to go to the past, the characters they picked to go to the future. Yeah, I could see I that. I love it all. The characters that are staying. The Mira way and Jaro. That, yeah, the, the way that they're tying history into the Cosmic Rod, I really enjoy. You know, that's the, that's the thing that's keeping them, you know, keeping, I don't want to say continuity, but for lack of a better term, you know, through those eras. Yeah. Um, and then we get Apex Lex just standing there monologuing next to Perpetua. And I kind of hate Perpetua. I'm not going to lie. I don't like her. Yeah, that's fair. And not in a, not, not in a good heel way where you, you hate them because they're doing, they're so good at being bad. But I just don't care about her. Like, I, she's not dark side at this point. You know what I mean? And not, not that she's not dark side, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Was, was, Lady, was Lady Styx preoccupied, Snyder? Could have just used her. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree for the most part. Um, I like generally what was happening in all the plots, but barring the villains... Um, like the JSA, and you know, uh, that page where they introduced themselves, especially. Uh, give yeah. me a chuckle. Wildcat looking like Batista. That dude's well, jacked. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite moments is just you know, when when Flash and Greenland introduced themselves, yeah. and Jay's like, "Son, I think you're on a bit confused there." Yeah. Yeah, I am the Flash. Yeah, uh, and the art's pretty good. Although I do think sometimes, like uh, Jay, especially has has like a posture. Is a bit weird at times. Yeah. It, it it makes his shirt look really baggy. It does. It's kind of odd. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're kind of debating like, hey, we have a version of you, but we don't have a version of you, and we know someone who's related yeah. to you. But uh, you know, like, there's a lot of that going back and yeah, forth. Yeah, and we've got people who have your name but different powers. Yeah. Well, and I love that Hawkman gets mad when he brings up Shira, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. "What'd you say?" And he's all moody. Um, so I like that. And the Adam, that part was so great because Flash makes that little itty bitty. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I like that. And like, he looks can, like. Can you shrink offended? any more than that? It's like, what do you mean yeah. any more? Yeah, I got a full size fist. If you don't shut your yap, I love that. Yeah, but yeah, that that roll call page though. I'm um, just that, is, that like, is fantastic. That's great. Um, yeah, so I like this generally. I do think, as per usual with these issues, I do think it's a little bit wordy at times where it doesn't need to be. Um, but other than that. Uh, not a ton of complaints with this one. It was mostly doing stuff that I thought was fun. Uh, you have Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman with Commandy shrinking down because they realize that they're actually in a possible future because Brainiac has been bottling possible futures. So now they can what? they can travel from their bottle to another bottle if they shrink down. And as, oh, as, as a little reference, so good. as a little reference yeah. to being inside Superman, which Batman's like, we don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I just love the concept of Brainiac, not bottling cities, but potential futures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mira and uh, Hot Girl and that are actually, they've built a ship so that the uh, the the World Forger and the Monitor can go and travel yeah. with uh, some of them to go and find uh, the, the Anti-Monitor uh, and hopefully convince them to help. But of course, uh, the Legion of Doom are also going to try and go and convince them to be on their side. Yeah. So, yeah. Gives us the ticking time bomb uh, element to the whole thing. 
Um, also, my favourite little moment here with Jaro is when Mira wants, you know, open telepath channels so that I can send a message to her. Because mm-hmm. she stays back with the, the B squad. You know, she, she's about with Supergirl she's, and Green She's Adel. the uh, acting chairman. Yeah. Because uh, yep. it's Hot Girl and uh, Starman and, and uh, the, the kid Shane. Uh, they've went with the, the, the monitor and that. Um, and so... Yes, the message that he sa- she said he sends to Hot Hot Girl reads as follows: Yo, hear ye! I have an incoming message from Mira, acting chair of the League of Your Absentia, communicated by the esteemed deputy. And he's like, "What is the damn message?" <laughs> it just cuts yeah. them off. Yeah, I like all, all of this. You know, remember what Batman told you: yeah. always be awesome. No, the other thing: <sighs> I'm your deputy. Oh, jeez. Oh, Jaro is. Yep. Just delightful. And it's going to be sad when he gets killed. Yeah, because it's going to happen. He's as, going to... as long, yeah. I, I, I'd rather him killed than him turn evil. Blaze of glory. Yeah. There's going to be a blaze of glory as he, yeah. as he saves everyone. Uh, the JSA go with uh, Flash and Lantern to uh, what turns out to be Hawaii. They don't know that when they first arrive. They just sort of no. you know figure that out when they're but, there. Not just Hawaii, Pearl Harbor. Yes, and then someone asks the date. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, December seventh, nineteen forty-one, a day that will live forever in infamy. And and you you just see you know the, the two of them go shit. Yeah, like, you just yeah. like ah. Oh. And then later then, on, later on we see Cheetah and uh, who else is it from Legion of Doom? Cheetah, Sinestro, and Garad are flying planes, and they're basically going to make it worse. We're going to like do even worse than what actually happened in Pearl Harbor. Yep. Give yeah. me give me a book with just those three. Like, we have Harley and Ivy, but it's sure. Rod, Cheetah, and Sinestro trying to be normal and not doing it well. Like, that's a sitcom, I feel. But in the Commandy verse, right, on, on Brainiac's ship where they are, the potential future, they break out and they end up in the 853rd century future. Yeah, with, with just, Justice Legion A. Um, Alpha. Yeah, which, Alpha, yeah. Um, I'm just checking. They, they look a lot. Like uh, on you know the very first page of mm-hmm. this Justice League book, we had like you know the the totality going past, and yeah, we had, like, yeah. all these yeah. things from the different futures and pasts yeah. and stuff. They look a lot like one of them. Um, yeah, it is. Um, it, it's very similar. Well, it, it makes sense because they're looking for pieces of the totality, so it makes sense that why the places right. that flow past in that first page are where. Yeah. Ends what, up what's uh, notable though is they're not brainiacized in in At the, the original. Can, I, can yeah. I just comment how the the yeah. the, the 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 green one, which I think is meant to be their Martian Manhunter, possibly, um, or maybe the Aquaman? It's like a green Aquaman. Anyway, the point is, is that his his white hair looks so far back that it looks more like someone's just dropped bubbles on his head than it does hair. I just want to mention that. Yeah, I think that was the the purpose though, because he's on Neptune. Yeah. So I think his hair is water. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, supposed to be bubbles. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was like. Yeah, that all... I was going when you said there, Rakuan. He's, he's like he looks like yeah. a sea god. Yeah, okay, because it, it, yeah. it looks like Santa here, but it looks, looks so far back that it's. What page are you guys talking about when they go past the totality? The very first page, not of this issue. Oh, of the first issue, oh, the whole run. First issue. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Matt, Matt's looking for it in this um, book. <laughs> he's getting. Yeah, I was. I was like, it's not on the first page. Like that also had the commandities in that in that page. Hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, and one of the but, monitors, um, I'm sure. Monitors yep. in that page. Yeah. Um, so the end of the book is that we finally see the anti-monitor at the end of the universe, you know, where the source wall uh, was yeah. originally. And Aquaman 
makes his return to Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, you can count on me. Because uh, Animar's like, uh, I will ask you, my ally, uh, to fight alongside me to the very end. Uh, so for some reason, Aquaman's here to fight alongside him. And he's, he's yep. got a mask on at first. He's got a cloak on. Um, how this even remotely ties into what's happened in the Aquaman book, who knows? At this I point. mean, it might. This is still... how he got his dope tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Um, so interesting that he's back, and I'm sure that'll make for yeah. some, some conflict next issue. No, it's fair. If if you tell me all of this stuff takes place, you know, up till now before that Aquaman run starts. Oh, well, that could work. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he, he, you know, he washes up on, on the shores, but you know, yeah. th- there's no reason to well, suggest, hey, you know, with his lost memories. If this ends with Mira having to take him out, that would line up with like her killing him yeah. uh, that he found out. It would, out. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that could all work, potentially. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, that it might not be the case, and I might be just trying to defend it here, but it, it, it's plausible. So, I mean, this issue and last issue, I think, have been two of the best Justice League issues of the of the run. I still think it has its problems where I do feel it's too wordy at times. It's still a little bit of a... Just a chore to actually read it at times. But the actual events of what's happening in the last two issues have been really solid. Um, yeah, really exciting stuff. So, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the adventures in the various time periods. Um, so, I, I can't complain too much. Um, I do think the proportions are a little bit weird than a few few people. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a panel where Alan Scott looks really skinny for some reason, like unnaturally so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. But other than that, not, not not too much to complain about. So, John mm. will say is you know we were talking about covers earlier. Yeah, we were talking about how oh you know it's probably down to a couple of these. This has a maniple cover, which is pretty damn good, and it's likely yeah. not even in contention. <laughs> nope. Uh, so the way the colors and everything hit it, uh, it's it's yeah. a gorgeous cover, yeah. but mm-hmm. man. What a week. I know. Hell of a week. Hell of a week. Uh, Matt, what do you give it just a sleek? I'm going to this one 8. Connor? 8.5. I will give it a straight 8 as well. Um, but it, it's, I mean, it is a bit of a shame because this could easily be like a really high scoring book for me if, if it was just yeah. you know tweaked a little bit. But, uh, but no, it's really good. Uh, so... Yeah, that'll take us on to the next book, which is Supergirl 33, Mark Russell writing with Kevin Maguire on the on the art. Uh, so this one is interesting, and obviously you weren't here last week for Superman, Matt, uh, bizarrely, nope. with the Legion appearance, but this kind of recaps it and does just Supergirl's perspective on yeah. the whole thing, uh, which is kind of a double-edged sword. On the one, thing, one hand, I like all the stuff that it adds, but at the same time, it does feel yeah. like parts of the book are just repeating portions of Superman from last week. Yep. So it's, it's it's a bit of a weird split. I, I think it does help not being the same week. I think they made the right call delaying it one more week yeah. because if I had read this right after Superman, it would have annoyed me more that I had just read mm-hmm. some of the same scenes like twice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's 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 bonding with uh, Zender, who's now the head of the the trilium. Yeah, trilium. Trilium. There you go. Um, so that that's a thing. Um. Um. And we get, you know, so now that there's going to be United Planets and whatnot, because they, they can't do things in secret, um, Clark pulls, you know, pulls her aside, and, you know, to talk about what's this going to mean going forward. Um, so I thought it was a really nice moment between the two. Yeah, and, and he's going to stay in space for a bit. I mean, I, was, I assume John's decision yeah. to go with the Legion is going to happen in Superman in, in the next couple of issues. Yeah. But- uh, Supergirl, it basically ends with Supergirl saying, yeah, well, I'll protect Earth then while you're away. So she actually comes back home, and that's the yeah. big final page, is like her back on National City and 
kind yeah. of like you know here to protect the planet. She's in crypto staying with her. She's he's going to continue yeah, being a support player in the book. Yeah. Uh, so she ends up back in National City with that yellow sun, and yeah, you get to yeah. get back to more, you know, not so much spacefaring Supergirl. So makes me wonder where this is going to go, which that's a good sign. Yeah, uh, Zara's axe has lost all of its uh, energy, all of its like anger yeah. kind of properties, which is cool. Uh, we get like her perspective of the fight with Zara, where she hits some of the axe, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I guess the other little nice thing to sort of throw in here that I kind of liked was her and John just kind of bantering at times and cracking jokes uh, <laughs> about uh, the, the sort of food that they'll they'll serve and stuff on 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 Thanagar. Um, you know, but I mean, ultimately, a lot of the scenes were just kind of playing out the stuff that we'd already seen in in Superman. So not a whole lot to say on this particular issue. Um. But, uh, I will say Maguire's art's not as crisp as it normally is. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if that was if he had to add things, you know, because if this was supposed to tie into you're the villain and that's why he got wiped up, they mm. you know change some things here and there. Maybe I don't know. Was the change? It just, yeah. yeah, it's still fine, but you know, not not at the top level that we're used to seeing out of him. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, maybe not quite as strong, even though it's because normally great here. It's just good uh, with the the odd yeah. sort of rough patch. Um, but yeah, did a, did a lot of what Superman already did, so it, it's it's kind of a bummer in that sense. But all all the little extra stuff it added were all really good, and I'm I'm excited to have her back on Earth and do you know okay, let's change it up yeah. and let's see what Russell does now on Earth. Let's see what he does with her, yeah. kind of back in like a okay, the Danvers are around. Are they main? Are they like supporting characters now? Or you know, what's the you know? Are we dealing with uh, Catco again potentially? Like, right. yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. So, cheers to see. Uh, what are you giving this room at? I'm going to give this an 8.5. <laughs> no, I'm not. I was about to see what Pete was going to do. <laughs> Laugh no. hysterically. It's a 7.5. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I'll probably give it a 7 as well. Um, I think what's interesting, though, is if I had read this before Superman, like, because I, I, I can't remember what I gave Superman last, probably an 8 or 8.5 or something like that. Um, yeah. I it probably would have swapped the ratings. I probably would have rated this higher and then rated Superman lower because it, that would be the one that would be repeating some of the some of the scenes. Right. So it's kind of funny how like this one's getting the, the short end of the stick, but it's you know it could have equally been the other way around. But uh, mm-hmm. no, I got a seven, so it's still good, but it's, it's repeating a lot of scenes from Superman. So yeah. if you're reading both, which I feel like a lot of people who read Supergirl are, then um, yeah, that's what it is. So. Uh, there you go. So that will take us on then to the next book, which is uh, Lois Lane number three. It's actually the final book. This ended up at the end of the, the list somehow. Yeah. Uh, so this is issue three. Greg Rucker writing with Mike Perkins on the art. And, you know, Mike Perkins' art has been so interesting in this book because it's, it's, there's a lot of great stuff and then there's some stuff that's a bit rougher. And there's actually a panel in this book, which I think is one of the most perfect panels this week. There's a, there's a panel mm-hmm. of Lois looking over her shoulder with her, like a, her hand on her shoulder. It's after Superman flies away, after they've had their, mm-hmm. their meeting. Um, and it's just this perfect little panel. It's, in, you know, it's just very dark and moody and like has all this emotion in it. And it's, like, it's just perfect. But there's a lot of sort of art in the book where, ah, that face is a bit rough or this, you know. Uh, it's so hit or miss, isn't it? Like yeah. When it hits, it can really it hit. But... Yeah, but when it misses, you're kind of like, oh, man. Um, I mean, but it's just... Not oh man bad. It's just it's definitely more sketchy, yeah. like in, in the pure sense of that term. Where, you know, but but no, um, 
I do like the husband and wife dynamic between oh, Lois yeah. and Clark here. Well, the main thing here like, is that Superman sh- nails it. Yeah, Superman shows up uh, after this attempted murder. Because the end of the last issue was this attempt on either Lois or Agar. Uh, you know, we weren't sure which right. one, and it was the idea that okay, we didn't know who it was, and Superman shows up and talks to the press, and Lois is pissed at him, and she points out like, no, no, you know what you're doing. You're sending a statement that if someone comes after me. Like you're going to be around to deal with it, or that you'll come after them. Like even you know you, you're playing the boy scout, you're playing you know that that innocent farm boy. But I know you're smarter than that. You're making a statement by doing this, and she gets pissed at him. Mm-hmm. So I like that conversation. Yep, me yeah. too. But and and there is a bit where he he's like, ah oh, shit, I just added more to those rumors about you, didn't I? Yeah, about so like, cheating. Yeah, no shit. And he's yeah, like, enjoy, he genuinely overlooked that in the moment though. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I love that dynamic between the two of them. And then her doing the the um, reporter thing, I like to uh, hear. Like she, that's how she picks them apart. Not just because it's Clark, but it was like, you, you went through there and checked everything first. Like, um, but no, yes, I like all that stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, all, all the relationship stuff is really good. Um, and it's like him trying to like, oh, you're just taking me flying because you don't want me to be mad at you. Yeah. And he's like, but you like yep. flying. Like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> you're a jerk. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know what I will say is, I can't wait for the next issue so that she's not wearing that dress anymore. Because all the issue, dress? Like, yeah, every, every so often I'm like, why has she got like a full sleeve? And I'm like, oh, it's just the dress. Never no, mind. no, it's just, yeah. it's just that frilly like extra yeah, part of her sleeve but it yeah. just every every like time it pops up like after like if, if it's away for a page and then i see it i'm like oh she's got a tattoo sleeve where did that come from oh never mind it's just yeah. it's just the dress yeah and uh, obviously renee when she goes back to the hotel is a great silent sequence of her realizing she's been followed oh, uh, yeah this was this was i mean you know the art's a little bit rough here or there in terms of the actual line work but the actual sequential art here was really good in the sense that you got yeah. that she was, you know, someone was following her. It had the establishing shot, it had the over-the-shoulder stuff, and you felt the you know, the build-up to the actual fight. So yeah. uh, this was a really nice middle section of the book, and you realize that that Renee had put on her question like face, you know, disguise. Uh, and, so, and who is she fighting? Uh, she's well, she's fighting another question. <laughs> yeah, that's the question. The question, yeah. yeah I, I was, I've set myself up, and then. Oh sorry, you. Oh, I'm sorry, you wanted me to say that's the question. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, but yeah, it was. Uh, which took me a second to realize. I'm like, who the hell is this? And then you're like, oh, okay. Victor, yeah. how are you alive? He's like, a funny story. No, no, it's like too many questions. Yeah. Too many well, questions. I mean, yeah. I, to be fair, we have seen him in Leviathan, so we know he's. You know, yeah. I mean, okay, we didn't we know, know for, that. We didn't know for sure it was him, I guess. I mean, that's true. But right. We assumed we it was. We knew another question was running around. Probably Victor, but... Um, was it Victor? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Vic. Vic Sage. Yeah. I was... Sage, Zaz. They got jumbled in my brain for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's Vic Sage. So... But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we didn't know for sure. And then so we definitely know now that Renee didn't... You know, wasn't realizing that he's up and around again. So... Uh, I'm wondering how this is going to fit in with uh, with the lowest story, mm-hmm. but I'm here for it. Yeah, I, so. you know, and, and all the stuff with her and Superman as well, just like all the, the way it wraps up and him kind of admitting he screwed up and her being like, no, I'm trying to protect you, you idiot, like, you know, to be keeping you separate mm-hmm. from this and, you know, all that stuff is really good. 
Uh, and then, of course, we end with the sh- you know, he says, like, "Okay, I've got something to do with the Metropolis, but I'll I'll be back as quick as I can." Uh, and she gets back to the hotel. She says, "Oh, and the, the shower's running." She's like, "Oh, you said you'd be quick. I didn't realize you'd be this quick." And she takes off her clothes, opens the shower door, yeah. and it's John Kent. It's her son. Uh, who's I have to say, I'm very glad the dialogue made that clear. Oh yes, because yes. had not seen him since since the aging up. <laughs> yeah. And genuinely, I was like, "Who the hell's this?" Uh, so, do you, know what, do you know what my favorite part of this is though? Is he covers his crotch with a towel and says, "Mom, a little privacy, please." And I can't, I couldn't help but feel that if I was in this situation, I'd be far more concerned with what I'm seeing than covering up my parts. But that's just me. Yeah, that's just yeah. me. Matt, you're going. You're yeah, Matt's makes going. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I was not expecting this uh, comedy uh, cliffhanger. Uh, no, kind of left field uh-huh. for this book. Totally. Left field, totally a little bit. Uh, that said, I really like this issue. Uh, it's, it's not a surprise that even in this week that Rucker can come in and you know hit with one of the best books of the week. I think um, between the relationship stuff, between all that great build up to the question, um, you know, I was really into it. Uh, obviously, the art is up and down a little bit, but uh, yeah, when it hits, it really hits. It does. So, are we giving it, Matt? Um, I'm gonna give this one an eight. The art, I mean, it probably would have been the highest rated book of the week, but the art, you know, when it falls off, it mm. really falls off. Connor? Yeah, I'm going to go with the eight. I think the art's just too inconsistent um, to be higher than that. That's fair. I, I'm still going to go a bit higher, though, and give it a nine. Uh, I think, even though I do agree the art does uh, go up and down a little bit, uh, the, the relationship stuff between Lois and Clark just wrong very... Like, I, I didn't know when I started this issue that it was going to be like mainly... That was going to be the whole story, was their meeting after him yeah. kind of screwing up. And I really liked how it delved, delved into their relationship uh, and just the idea of, okay, this is what a fight between Lois and Clark looks like in, in a married life. You know, this is yeah. what it looks like. Uh, plus, the, plus the Renee stuff was really uh, well plotted out uh, sequentially. Yeah, so, it was. Um, I think um, for me, when it comes to the art, I would personally prefer... Just a consistent. Oh, it's it's okay, uh, as opposed yeah. to the. This could be amazing, or I could be going. Oh, okay, that's not great. Uh, whereas if it was just okay the whole time, I think it would bother me less because I'd, I'd, I'd just adjust to it pretty quickly. Yeah, um, it's hard to predict for that though when it's one artist. It's, it's one thing it when is, it's a different. Yeah. When it's like two or three mm-hmm. artists that are sharing a book, and you're like, okay, it's up and down. It's up and down. It's different when it's like, okay, this is just this artist is inconsistent. So yeah, uh, it's harder to quantify. But anyway, uh, that was the last book, uh, which does take us on to the section of the show where we pick our favorite stuff of the week. We do our favorite panel slash moment, favorite cover, favorite art, and top five books. And we have enough this week to actually do a proper top five. Um, uh, worth mentioning, uh, in case you were wondering where, where it is, uh, Green Lantern. Uh, Connor was sick last month when Green Lantern came out. Yes. And he's not caught up yet, which is why there's no Green Lantern discussion this, this yeah. month. But basically, I got the issue, was in my pile, picked up the new issue, went to read it, and went, hang on a second. <laughs> I didn't read the last issue. And at that point, did not have enough time left to read two full issues before we started recording. I'm sure you'll be back on form for uh, next month. Um, I, I, Probably, because next month is the last issue of the book. Uh, okay. I think, yeah, 12. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, also, Superman Up in the Sky came out this week, and I did not read it, and that was purely just out of time. I got, you know, I, yeah. I got to the... I put that at the bottom of the pile because it, it felt the least important one from a discussion point of view. 
um, and didn't quite get to it. But uh, uh, I, I would say if I have time, I'll catch up and be back on it next month. But October is going to be you, you're going to have heavy. less time. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be more books in October, so it feels a bit. Uh, the chances of a couple of things dropping as the October books hit were very lightly, um, and unfortunately that might be the one for me in week one. Um, uh, and I'm not keeping Harley and Ivy, so you know that, that helps out a little bit as well. But um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So this is the this part of the show. Uh, so favorite panel slash moment, Matt. What do you have? So I really want to go for something from the Justice League, but I don't want to be tragic. So or Justice League from Doomsday Clock. Yes. So instead, I'm going to go with the Justice Society roll call from uh, Justice League, just to make me feel better. That's a good moment. I I however uh, cannot die the be- deny the beauty of long live the. <laughs> dead i know <laughs> although I know. that's it i'm not going to pick that but i, I don't want to point out that that was like a big big one i actually want to take the uh the the moment in doomsday clock where lex reveals all these photos for me yeah. that because that for me that, from a plot perspective that was a moment where I went, Ooh. <laughs> like it really perked me up it, even though there is some great you know, gsa stuff in the other book um and some other things that i liked here or there but uh so no that's my pick car uh, lots of options, but I'm gonna go from the deceased book. The uh, I'm gonna go with Scott and Barda's uh, last moments. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Okay. Uh, that just because it, it it was tragic and sad, yet hilarious. I love how we got to watch both Sartan Girl and Booster Gold die this week. That was yeah, that was, I don't like that. That was great fun. <laughs> yeah, it was like a personal attack on Matt yeah. this week, wasn't it? Yes. And DC sending him emails about you Batman's know? birthday as well. Yeah, a holes. <laughs> how um, dare they? That's sad. I got the Legion back, I got the Justice Society back, and I got Connor Kent back, but you know what I had to sacrifice? Freaking Shazam. It's <laughs> a uh, net gain overall. Yeah, right? Uh, you know, I'll be here eventually. It could be a, 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 a bi-yearly treat. Um... <laughs> bi-yearly? Is that twice a year or every other year? Because uh, at this point... Take your pick. Yeah, I'm being, opt- <laughs> I'm being optimistic and say twice a year, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to gotcha. promise anything. Um, yeah. All right, best uh, cover of the week, Connor. I mean, there's some good covers, isn't there? Some really good covers this week. It's. I'm probably going to go down to one of the deceased covers. Um, I'll I'll, I'll be the cliche and go with the deceasing, but I want to yeah, find the, the, the Carrie Andrews one. I I do love as well. I mean, it's really good, but I, I i mean, I gave it away earlier, but I have to go with uh, Legion of Superheroes Millennium. That cover is absolutely yeah. gorgeous. That's my the regular one. Yeah, the regular yep. one. Yeah, yeah. And then I found out that the girl on the cover is Rose from Rose and Thorn, and hot damn. <laughs> the Legion symbol and Rose. Oh. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's the, the, the Art Gem, Harley and Ivy dual covers that, that go together that are really nice. Hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so that takes us on to best art of the week, Matt. I didn't want to go, but it's got to be Frank, right? Like even in a slow talky issue. Oh yeah. That art yeah. is still it's, fantastic. It's still, you know, I think there is some really good art this week. Yeah. But that is still a cut above yeah. everything else. Yeah. Kind of easily. Like I, I wanted to isolate like Nguyen from, from the millennium mm. special. But I I can't put that over Frank, you know. No, for me honestly, everything else on the list has something that I can complain about. Doomsday Clock, as far as art goes, is 
nothing yeah. to complain about. It is damn near perfection and as far as the art. So I, I also think it's a competition. I, I think it's easily Gary Frank this week. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Frank gets my pick. So I mean, I guess we all just agreed on that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, top five books of the week, Matt. Go. One, Doomsday Clock. Two, Millennium. Three, I thought I had this all, but I have to look as I'm doing it. Three, Lois Lane. Four, Deceasoning. And five, Justice League. Cool. Connor. Uh, one, Deceasoning. Two, Harley and Ivy. Three, Justice League. Four, Doomsday Clock. Five, Lois Lane. Cool. Um... I guess this is the first time I'm not giving Doomsday Clock the number one spot. That's, that's I, think been, it, I think it is for me as well. Yeah, yeah. That's maybe the only time in 12 issues because I'm expecting the issue 12 ah, to I get did. it. Uh, so, <laughs> that's going 12 for 12. He's not, yeah, he's uh, not sacrificing that streak. No, nope. uh-uh. nah, Number one for me, honestly, is Lois Lane. I'm, I'm going to file that right up at the top. Uh, I'm going to have Legion of Superheroes at number two and then number three is Doomsday Clock. Number four uh, will go Deceased, number five, Justice League. There you go. So, that's it. So, uh, which leads me to tell you what's coming next week because I forgot to ask people on Twitter what they thought this week, which is a shame. Yeah, it's a terrible Doomsday Clock. Yeah, it's a shame on Doomsday Clock week not to get people's thoughts. But, uh, you know, uh, hey, you know what? Send them. Uh, we always say send in questions at mftvquestions at gmail dot com. Uh, send in questions if you want to add on thoughts about you know Doomsday Clock because uh, week three this month, which is next week. We'll have a, have questions. We'll be wanting questions. I'll be asking on Twitter as well. Uh, but we've actually got a couple on the email address waiting to be answered as well. So, are, are, we, are we sure next month we'll have have that? Not next month, but this week. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, this month. I mean, this month, next week. Next week. Okay, I'm with you. Oh, no, next week. Sorry, two weeks because next week's week two. This week three is yeah, usually yeah. The, the quiet yeah. week. Sorry. So yeah. two weeks from now, there'll be a questions heavy one. So if you want to put in, if you want to send email thoughts, mftvquestions@gmail.com, along with proper questions or whatever. And- also, just just so you know, you know, obviously, if if Pete forgets to to tweet out, ask him. Yes. Just tweet out the account saying it anyway, and yeah, uh, at, at it might D- jog his memory. At DC Comics Podcast, you can just tweet your thoughts every week if you want. You don't have to wait for me to ask. That's true. You can do that. Yeah. Um, that said, though, that said, they may do it early, and if they put spoilers on their tweets, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, if if you're doing it before the the Saturday, don't don't put a spoiler in it. Just say. Yeah. this book and then give more detail like, later in the week when i sent pete mine last week and i have no idea if he read them or not oh right, that's yeah. uh, read them out okay. the show. i put don't read until after you're done yeah I, I got very confused actually matt because you, you yeah. it was clearly your top five at the top of it yeah but it didn't become apparent right away because <laughs> the format the format and changed all of them well, to number one i know and i tried to fix that and i made it worse so i just deleted <laughs> it and just kept it like that because when you go from the notes app on the iPhone, apparently to the email, they all become number one. Yeah, there was some stupidly. There was some deducing happening over the course of yeah. the episode before we realized that that was indeed your top five. Yeah, no, um, but then I also put the numbers. That's why I put the ratings next to them too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so we'll see what's coming next week then. Let's see how big next week is. So we have Batman seventy eight, of course, uh, new Batman issue. We have yeah. Batman the Outsiders number five. That's coming out. Uh, Batman Universe number three, that's the third of the Bendis reprints from the Walmart specials. Mm. Uh, Catwoman 15 is out, although none of us will be talking about that, I don't think. Uh, mm. We have Detective Comics 1011, which all, also we won't be talking about, but that is out. Uh, Event Leviathan number four, so uh, me and Matt are looking forward to that. The Flash 78 is out. Oh, we have issue one of Gotham City Monsters. Out uh, of six, which I didn't realize that was a mini. Oh, I think, that, I think we knew that was a mini. 
Yeah, I think we did. Uh, well, maybe you guys did, but I was not paying attention. Well, <laughs> so. that is not surprising. Yeah, yeah, that's just surprising the least. Uh, Hawkman 16's out next week. Yeah. Uh, we have Justice League Odyssey 13, which we won't be covering. Um, mm. Although apparently they killed Jessica at one point. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> they better retcon that. She's the end not of it. dead. Yeah, not happy about that. We'd have seen articles everywhere yeah. if she really yeah. was. Uh, or maybe not, because it is Odyssey. Yeah. We got the Riddler Year of the Villain issue one one shot yeah. uh, next week. Yeah. Written by Mark, Mark Russell. Oh, that's Mark, yeah, Russell. Mark Russell. Art by Scott, Scott Godlewski on the art. Uh, so. I'll put a maybe on that one. That, that won't be high priority yeah. for me, but I'll put a maybe on it. Oh, I'm, I'm getting that one. I like the Sinestro one last time. was great. Mm. Uh, we have Wonder Twins issue 7 of 12, mm-hmm. which reminds me I need to catch up. I never read issue 6 last time. Yep, you need to get on that one. So I'll need to do that. Uh, nice, wh- nice little break. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman issue 78 is out. And then finally, Young Justice number 8, which was traditionally a week one book, but it's been a couple of months now since it's been on week one. Yeah. So, uh, Just uh, for the record, the, if you include the Riddler issue, that's 11 books next week. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just going to say now, I'm probably not getting the Batman and the Outsiders because that was already on the cliff. Oh, that's fine. If that was already tearing yeah. for you, then sure. But... Yeah, because it's either going to be that, you're the villain, or monsters. And like, but you want to try much monsters, more my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that's um, 11 total. I'm, I mean, I'm not reading 11 out of that. I'm not reading Hawkman. No, no, or... none of us are reading all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, maybe Matt if, might have been. Matt may try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt may try. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, 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 because Matt wasn't reading Batman Universe, was he? No. True, that's true, yeah. So there's at least one wasn't reading. It would have at least been at most 10 Close enough. That. Yes. Uh, but, you know, um, that is, uh, that's what's coming next week. Um, um, real quick at The Young Justice, the variant cover has Robin's classic uniform on it so just let's let's keep that in mind that we get to enjoy it for a little bit more before he goes to that brown ups thing <laughs> it just ah, that cover looks real good all right that's what's coming next week i i i have 10 i can see batman universe much like superman up in the sky this week falling for me but we'll see mm-hmm. um, yeah even nine still a healthy amount yeah uh so but i'm actually quite like an outsider so i'm going to stick with that you, you get me talking about that next week at least uh so that is uh, as was coming next week. Uh, this has been episode 171 of Comics from the Multiverse, which leads us to the, the part where we just plug some stuff. Um, obviously, I did mention Patreon earlier, but I'll just reiterate it briefly here. Patreon.com slash TV if you want to support everything we do. Not only just Comics from the Multiverse, but everything we do. Movie reviews, uh, TV reviews, all the different podcasts. Uh, you can support everything uh, for as little as $1 per month. Uh, guys on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast, of course. Uh, check out all the content that we do produce. Uh, me and Connor uh, do a lot of TV stuff, and uh, we just started doing movie uh, stuff on 121 in Flux again, uh, which is back to a weekly format. And yes, it was on it was on hiatus over the summer. Yes, uh, the first episode back just came back this week uh, for patrons because it goes up early on Patreon, um, and that was a top ten trilogies video uh, slash episode of a podcast. So. Uh, you can find that should you wish. Uh, you can also check out our horror movie podcast, Screams After Midnight's the horror movie podcast that I do with Tim, and then The Ace is the sci-fi movie podcast that I do with Tara, and those are both pretty fun, so check out those. Uh, and we mentioned Tim so often on this that you, you should probably go check out what Tim's like. <laughs> and, and maybe check out some Goatman comics. Uh, check out some Goatman comics, because he does yes. a comic book called Goatman. So um, he's working on issue two of a two-issue mini that he's... Uh, he's doing this year this year one's already out uh so uh, i think he said that he'd submitted it to comicsology so hopefully soon you'll be able to just get digitally if you don't want to you know mess mm-hmm. around with uh messaging them and get them to post it to you 
Um, but that is a uh, that's episode 171 of the show. Um, uh, I am very hungry, um, so I'm going to go get some food. Uh, maybe a, a little bit of the bubbly as well. Uh, <laughs> if, if the mood strikes, which is a complete lie. I don't drink alcohol. I never have. But I have a bottle in the fridge. But I like that joke. Well, of course you do, because you have a problem. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, that's a, a gift. That, this, is, this is why Connor can't quote that joke, even though he doesn't know what it is, because uh, under no circumstance is he having just a little bit, a little bit. of the bubbly. <laughs> to be fair, you've seen Jericho lately. I don't think he is either. That's true. That's true. Uh, Joe, <laughs> to my, be fair, if we're actually talking about bubbly, yeah, I'll only have a little bit. My, my favorite part of that whole thing, though, we did that, that little video in the swimming pool. Uh, yeah. or it was a hot tub uh, he's sitting there uh-huh. he, he pours himself some, some bubbly he's like oh, a little bit of the bubbly and then after he pours it he puts the glass down and then drinks from the bottle it's just a nice little touch yeah. that just makes it so much funnier he's, he is the goat like there's no there, there's Chris Jericho and then everybody else yes. this, this dude's had like a 27 year career so uh, and he's still relevant Yes. Like he, you know. I, I don't think I could point out who he was if you showed me a picture. Joe Sogrever is in that video. He said he was launching a worldwide investigation to find the title yeah. belt that had been stolen. And then the next day, the police found it. Found and it. then he released another video. Credit. Yeah, said, See, at one day after launching a worldwide investigation, I have found yeah. my title belt. <laughs> he, have you seen McGruber, Connor? No. Okay, well, he's a McGruber. <laughs> Uh, he, has a, he has a cameo. Pete, have you seen McGruber? I have not, no. Oh, guys, harass Pete to see McGruber. What? No. <laughs> oh. They they took a 30, maybe 45 second bit from SNL oh, and did dear. a 90 minute movie. <laughs> and it's glorious. Yes. Uh, for the record, I do one Patreon issue of X-Men, uh, which I was going to do this week, but it, I didn't even finish the other books I had planned, so it was, it was never going to happen. Uh, that'll probably happen probably, in two probably weeks. Probably have to double up, yeah. Well, no, I'll have to double up, because uh, I don't have any more to do uh, after this. It's the last one. Anyway. So, yeah. um, on, on week three, then. I'll do that on week three, because there's going to be less books then. Because uh, week, week two, as we just pointed out, is, is pretty stacked. Uh, so, I mean, don't get me wrong, if every week is busy and I have four Patreon books, because that's the limit... Uh, that I can have it at one time. I'll just You'll do. Find a way. Yeah, I'll do one a week because I have to. But given that we can, I can move it around just now to when it's quieter. I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that has been episode one seven one of Comics from the Multiverse. We'll see you next week for one seven two, um, which we're getting closer and closer closer to Matt's weight. Uh, and when we hit it, we'll have a party. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get yet. down now to below this now just to prove you wrong. <laughs> it's gonna be hard, but despite's a hell of a motivation. There's <laughs> a. To be fair, I I don't think we've hit my weight yet either. Although I have lost a lot, I have no idea what weight I am right now. I literally have not weighed myself in years. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea what I weigh. I I, I know I've went down a short size in the last few months, but that's Cutter, Cutter's uh... mostly water weight though. Did <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> uh, God, I shouldn't laugh about someone's sickness, but Connor, you can't help it. <laughs> That's fine. I have no sickness. Keep telling yourself. Oh me. dear. All right. That, hey, that, that I, is... I have not had a drink today. That has been the episode. <laughs> yes, but the, the point is, if I had a problem, I would be feeling like, oh, I really need a drink. Do you know what? I almost thought yeah. I was going to say, I've not had a drink this hour. <laughs> Yet. To be fair, yesterday the only thing I had was for a for the, for the gag on a on the new on the TV news video. So I mean. Yeah. yeah, but you didn't have to drink the whole thing of it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> all right that has been episode 171 uh, we will see you next week for 172 um look forward to more comics and shenanigans uh hopefully you had fun with this episode uh we'll see you next time keep reading dc comics and never get lost in the speed force and long live the Lord.